If we have time before we get off tonight, I want to show you what the reliable sources say about the Clinton body count. It's insane. Okay. The way they just, just kind of, I don't, you know, the Franklin scandal. Yes. yes so I we do. did a whole episode on that kind of early on and that, yeah. oh, talk about dark. That would like took a while to get the taste out of my mouth. I, I, we, we did three hour recording and my co-host, he was just like, oh, dude. <laughs> but anyway, Wikipedia, the Franklin Scandal article, mm-hmm. is like four sentences long, and it's a total debunk. Yeah. That's all, that's all they have. And that's kind of what you get with the Clinton body count. Yeah. Uh, Carefully well-crafted hoax is what they say about Franklin. And it's like, no, there's there's too much there. There's too much smoke. And no. Nope. Well, yeah. The... What's his name? The the investigator whose plane went down with his eight year old kid. Caradori. Gary Caradori. Ah, that one to me was like I mean, you can say a lot, but and then the kid, what's his name? Paul Benat Paul Benaki. Paul Benassi. Yeah, Paul yeah. Benassi. He and they made that documentary. I so the the reason I kind of get all twisted over it, I found out that What's the guy's name that made the documentary and wrote the book? The documentary that never aired. It was going to be on Discovery Channel. He was like the main guy, but he had Phoenix program ties with William Colby. Oh, uh, John DeCamp. Yes. 
John DeCamp, yeah. Uh, Conspiracy of Silence was the documentary. Yeah. The air on Discovery, and it was, I think, 94. So we're once again, there is a Clinton sort of connection. And, of course, Bill Colby, what will happen to him in a couple of years. Uh, well, he's from, on the list here. <laughs> yes. Um, and he, he could have been a jack of all trades in terms of his assassination. But, um, I mean, I definitely think it was an assassination. Um, but, yeah, no, DeCamp I always thought was an interesting guy. And there is – I bought – uh, Franklin, that uh, what was it? The Franklin cover-up because I'm the oh Franklin Nick Bryant. Bryant, yeah. Um, the Camp's book, he talks about. I think someone meeting with Ambrose Evans Pritchard, the guy who wrote this Bill Clinton, and something that he didn't trust them, and that Colby said, "Clinton, we're going to need him someday, or he's important, or something." I'm like, why would that come up? Because I said Bill Clinton, and I'm like especially some of the people who DeCamp would represent. DeCamp represented some people on the right with certain things. I think the Montana Freeman and things like that. Why would Bill Clinton fit into any of that stuff? And it was just a very weird comment. Not saying, like, I think there's certain things about DeCamp that were good. And I think towards the end, he was, it was rough listening. He was on Alex Jones towards the end of his life. And I don't know if he was going through dementia or maybe at long last someone got to him. I mean, he sounded like he, he just wasn't there anymore. And I think a lot of his book did good. I think Nick Bryant's work did even more. Um, but yeah, no, there's just, I mean, Franklin is dark. First time I read that, uh, had heard about that was a book called Defrauding America by a guy named Rodney Steech, who was like a FAA whistleblower who became a government corruption whistleblower. And he had like all the scandals written in his books. He was, he was a good, uh, that was a good kind of launching had for a lot of conspiracies I'd never heard of before, and Franklin was one of them. Isn't it crazy how little known that is? It's yeah. just Frank, you know, Franklin is scary. I mean, it's dark stuff. I mean, like you said, it's dark stuff. Whether you talk about Benassi, Alicia Owen, Johnny Gosh, I mean, there's yes, just he's tied to it. Like, and there's and his mom said like she, that he came back. Yeah, when he was in his twenties. Yep, and no, everybody just thinks she's off her rocker. Yeah, no, you know, so, so, you know, just saddled with grief that like, I don't think so. And then Gosh's name came up when people said that he was Jeff Gannon, the White House reporter who was working like as a male escort or whatnot. And that came out. I never heard that. Oh, yeah. Jeff Gannon turned out to be like a, like a friendly for the Bush administration. He'd lob softballs in the press corps. And then it turns out he's like on an escort site, you know, or whatnot. And his real name is, um, James Guckert or something. And they're like, look, he might, he looks like Johnny Gosh. And this all broke around the time Hunter Thompson kills himself. And they think there's a connection there because one of the Franklin tapes, or there was a tape supposedly made by Hunter Thompson. That one broke my fucking heart. Yeah. I, I all, he was my, I don't want to say he was a hero, but as far as journalism and like just off the wall writing. A middle finger to the system. Yeah. It's, uh, Cheney has some good opinions about him. She thinks he was kind of like, you know, at some point co-opted or whatnot. And yeah. That, you know, well, he was fucking all wasted position. all the time and he would be easy to oh, get God, to. Yeah. He would be yeah. easy to compromise. Oh God. Yeah. And who's to say like uh, something like if he did wind up being one of these things where these kids were that someone didn't tell him something and he just went because of the way his gonzo mind was, Oh, this should be interesting to check out. And the next thing you know, they have him. 
That's probably what happened. I mean, I, I, I just want it to be that way instead of like he was actually interested in it. And yeah, no, I, I mean, I love his, I love his books. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a tough, that's a tough pill to swallow. Kind of like the stuff with Laurel Canyon, like yeah. those musical acts, you know, or all of them co-opted, and you know, you don't want to believe it, but sometimes. Well, when you look at Jim Morrison and the the legend, yeah, he was acting the entire time, and I wonder if he almost got lost in the role. And kind of just zoned out, you know, like Jim Morrison Jim around L.A. Woman. What's that? <laughs> I said Jim Carrey is Andy Kaufman. Exactly. <laughs> but like near the end of their musical run, when they made L.A. Woman, yeah. he was just a bloated, <laughs> kind of just dr- drunken, like uh, washed up version of the old Jim Morrison. And it's almost like he probably it probably just got to him. Yeah, he couldn't get through a performance. I mean, I think that's he. It was just that that bad i mean it's tough because it's like my mom is a, i got a lot of my musical taste from my mom and dad and but more my mom my mom's into the doors and beatles and all that zeppelin and you know yeah it's tough to think that but it's like it wouldn't surprise me i mean it's either taking the fact that there was a shit ton of drugs you know involved with all these guys and women or every now and then they could have been coughed jimmy hendrix i mean with reading uh john potash's book how much yeah. hendrix co-opted by some of the people around him and that manager yeah what was his uh jeffrey was the guy's last name i just read a jimmy hendrix bio a couple of years ago and it tried to soft pedal the manager's influence but i'm like it's hard to argue with what happened you know i said dead at 27 and you know drugs and Who's to say that, you know, it wasn't due to some of the bad influences around them? I mean, Stones and Brian Jones. And I mean, there's just so many weird. You can write off a couple when these people who are like, in certain cases, voices of a generation and they're dropping dead. And some of them at a certain age, you got to start questioning after a while and be like, wow, that's just really weird when you become the 27 club, you know. What's your opinion on uh, John Lennon's assassination? Mark David Chapman definitely had some sort of connections. And that doorman, I think, was a Cuban exile. There's weird stuff there. And the influence, I mean, Chap- Chapman took, once again, where he got the money, where, when he starts going off on certain trips and when he kind of, there's like a flip in the personality. And, you know, Lenin had been marked by the government as an agitator. Nixon tried to get him deported on the marijuana charge. Hoover was harassing him for years. Now, don't get me wrong, by 80, they're gone, but who's to say the people who were behind them, you know, the, those once the, the pieces are put in place, you're done. Once you're under their thumb, the one under their radar, like Bob Marley, like I'm pretty sure Bob Marley was targeted at a certain point. They tried to kill him and then he dies of cancer relatively fast. Yeah. I wasn't think, there a prick to his toe or some shit like that? Yeah, that's, that's the legend. I mean, they, they try, you know, they first, there was an assassination attempt. I think I forget where he was shot, but he was shot when he was campaigning and um, campaigning for one, the anti CIA candidate in Jamaica. And yeah, the cancer was relatively fast. And one of his other guys, one of the, uh, what was it? Peter, Peter Tosh was murdered at a point. So it's like, it's, it's hard not to see it. You know, CIA wants to make it seem like that it's all benevolent, but I said, you read enough of its history and no. Oh, not at all. And to speak of fast acting cancer, circle back a little bit. I, I'm convinced David McGowan was uncovering way too much. <laughs> it's such a short, it's just like, uh, have yeah. you read his essay on the moon landing? 
No, I, I had, you know, I had it open and I still plan on going back to it. The wagging, wagging the moon doggy. Yes. Uh, and cause I love stuff about the moon and whether, you know, we went there or not. I've read a couple, couple books here and there about it, but I said, I wanted to read his take, but sometimes reading stuff off the computer is rough for me. Like even Kindle, like I read books on Kindle. I need the book. I need a physical book sometimes. So it's a little bit tough, but if I can force myself, I read uh, The Last Circle years ago, uh, Sherry Seymour's book about the octopus and Danny Casolaro, and that was exclusively for years. You could only find it online. And so the book came out in 2010. So if I can force myself, I can do it. I said, Dave McGowan, I'd be willing to do it because I like his, you know, I loved weird scenes and I'm loving Program to Kill so far. And it just, I got to. I got to force myself to kind of just sit there and just kind of make myself read for a little bit. And he's also someone who's good to just go back and listen to old interviews. Like, yeah. like I used to fall asleep to Alan Watts. Now I fall asleep to Dave McGowan. <laughs> I don't he know what that says like, about me. Like a really interesting guy, you know, Hey, there's certain people you can listen to talk about anything. Like, like I said, I feel like I could listen to David Icke talk about things. And yeah, he was like, he's on he was the like list to, during 2020, who could kind of get surprisingly, even though others wouldn't say it, rationality, you know? So I listened to his, um, his pod connector cast, whatever it was called. Like it would be every Friday it would come out and it'd be an interview with him and his son uh, with Gareth. And I said, there was common sense there when there wasn't any anywhere else. So, but you know, it's whatever in the end will kind of keep my attention, but all right. Actually, well, I, I was going to say, I would like to get you on sometime in the future to just talk about uh, Laurel Canyon and shit like that. Cause I'll it sounds like, it. sounds like you got a, a lot to say about it. Uh, and it's one of my favorite topics also. So yes, let's get back to this list and we'll go right to. Oh, well, Vince Foster is always such an interesting case. So what year know. was that? That was July, 1993. So we skipped over it or I skipped over it. I should say. Yeah, well, some of the 94 ones are interesting, too. That's a given. But, yeah, no. Uh, Vince Foster, in addition to Wake, are the two big ones. The only thing is they have the date wrong. I think it's July 20th, 1993 was when he died. Yeah, no, I don't know why it's – well, it says here, July 20th, and then it says on the bottom, July 21st. Um, yeah. So here's a couple things. So Vince Foster, you know, childhood friend of Bill Clinton from, from I believe, uh, initially Hope, Arkansas. Um is in the Rose Law Firm, which for a small firm is a powerful, powerful firm that brings Hillary on. It's Vince Foster, Hillary, and Webster Hubble. Um, Foster's the deputy White House counsel. They say, you know, this random Tuesday, he, you know, he'd been being, he was depressed. He had lost weight, even though his autopsy showed he'd actually gained a few pounds. Um, has his lunch. Tells, I guess, one of the people he sees in his office, um, which may have been Linda Tripp. One of the last people to see him alive was Linda Tripp. I have some M&Ms on my desk. You can have them. And see you later. And then he's found dead in this park, Fort Marcy Park in Virginia. The FBI is not called in. The FBI is, at that day, had just fired their, their director, had just been fired the day before, William Sessions. Louis Free is brought in as the next director, but of course... At the time, there's an interim director. Uh, the FBI should have investigated. The Park Police investigated immediately as a suicide. Police protocol is every death is looked at as unnatural, not a suicide. And 
there's issues, you know, they, they find, considering he walked midway into this park, they find no soil on his shoes. Um, where the gun was, the gun's still on his finger. And he supposedly, you know, put it, you know, put it to his head, you know, shot himself. Uh, where the location of his glasses were, um, had the been, body been moved. Um, the, the vehicle, the location of his vehicle, which was like a Honda, um, when the White House is notified. The story, the story that went out was Bill Clinton was, was on Larry King that night and he's on for an hour and then he's asked to be on the second hour and then someone notifies him during commercial break, Vince Foster was found dead. Uh, that's contradicted by different sources. Um, Chelsea's nanny, who's back in the governor's mansion in Arkansas, gets a phone call at five in the afternoon saying Vince shot himself in the White House parking lot. So now you have earlier notification and you also have in the White House parking lot. Um, his office, as opposed to being sealed, is immediately ransacked by some of Hillary's people. You have the suicide note, which isn't found at first, but is found in his briefcase ripped in 27 pieces, um, found by one of Hillary's uh, people, Bernard Nussbaum, who goes back to the uh, Watergate days. And it was like kind of like a mentor to uh, Hillary at one point. This thing is, this, you know, pardon the expression, is fucked since Jump Street on this whole thing. You know, like there's so many strange angles to it. They said he killed himself because of a white ha um, Wall Street Journal profile. Who is Vince Foster in relation to the um, the travel office affair when the the company, the agency that had been running the White House travel office for decades had been fired? Uh, allegedly for misappropriation of funds and uh, can be replaced by one of Bill and Hillary's friends, the Thomasons, who were, uh, I think it's the Thomasons, who were like the producers of the show Designing Women, one of those turds that was on back in the 80s and 90s. Um, that were, Delta um, Burke. Yeah, Delta Burke, Dixie Carter, all those guys. Um, and it was, yeah, uh, Harry Thomason and his wife, Linda Bloodworth Thomason, and they were the ones who would own the group that was going to take over. The guy who headed the agency that got fired, a guy named Billy Dale, would be acquitted and the judge would personally apologize. Because in the end, they didn't have anything on them. Um, but they had to go. And Foster was involved in that aspect, but it was really the Whitewater um, case that would be scrutinized and he apparently had some sort of national security access he found something in a safe that might have been top secret so there's there's a lot of smoke there there's connections with systematics there was a guy named jay orland grab who was a financial analyst very smart guy who had written a whole i don't even know if you can find it anymore um series about vince foster and that vince foster um, he might have had access to some money and the weekend before his death, some group like hacked in and stole the money. And it was like, if not the billions and the multi, like large enough to be something he could have been held accountable for. And then you have, after his death, you have that guy, Jerry Parks, who's Clinton's uh, chief of security during the presidential campaign, who allegedly spoke to Foster the night before Foster's death and said, you can't give those files to Hillary. They have my name all over them. And Parks is killed in what's considered a gangland type assassination. And I believe Linda Tripp said later on, the most amount of activity she saw in the White House, like people running back and forth, 
sort of frenzied activity was the day that Jerry Parks was killed. Okay. So we did talk about William Colby a little bit. A little bit. To me, this guy, yeah, it's obvious that he was probably whacked, but But for what? what? Yeah, it's like like, you start wondering, like, so Bill Colby was not, was not beloved by certain aspects of the CIA because he revealed, he made public the family jewels. Yeah, the, the church committee. Yeah. Um, so the family jewels wasn't even commissioned by him. It was commissioned by his predecessor, a CIA director, a guy named uh, Schlesinger, uh, James Schlesinger. And um, it was sort of like, it, well, it was post-Watergate. Like, what, what have we done sort of thing? And that Colby made that public. And so he didn't really make himself a lot of friends there when they did a shuffling of uh, personnel in the Ford White House, which was being engineered by Donald Rumsfeld and Dick Cheney um, at the time. Colby was one of the dominoes that had to go. He was fired and they brought in uh, George H.W. Bush. Yep. And, Old Bushy boy. Yep. So Colby comes up during Franklin because at one point uh, John DeCamp uh, consults with him about maybe joining as an investigator in relation to Franklin or maybe taking over where eventually they get Caradori or after Caradori and Colby won't, doesn't want involvement with it. I think, cause he, I think he had mentioned that the CIA had used children um, in certain aspects. And so the story in relation to Clinton is that he was working for like a financial publication, strategic investment or something like that. And then in 96, well, Eating dinner, a very meticulous man, he gets up, leaves his dinner on the table, leaves his computer on, leaves his front door open, and goes canoeing during a thunderstorm. And at some point, he has a heart attack, falls over the boat, dies somewhere in between that. And despite the fact where they initially looked, they didn't find him. After a week of searching, they find him in a spot they had already passed. And his wife noted, I saw here in this write-up, that he never canoed without his life jacket and that he wasn't wearing it. So, yeah, there's, and then she kind of started backpedaling on some of the things she said. And, you know, his son later on would do, uh, what was it? The man who nobody, nobody knew, which was a documentary about Bill Colby. And he kind of, you know, downplayed the fact that it was murder. I said, when, you know, there was a, a quote they played at the beginning when the former CIA director goes missing, questions have to be asked, you know, and, you they should have. So. Yeah. yeah, you'd think so. But nowadays, it's just we don't question. We just let it go. Like Ron Brown. Ron Brown's death. <laughs> Is this one you know a little bit about? Yeah. I mean, um, I remember reading some of Christopher Ruddy's good work before Ruddy sold out um, about Ron Brown's death. And that Ron Brown, there, there was witnesses who said Brown survived the initial impact of this plane crash. But then when they did like an autopsy and an examination, they found like a like a hole in his head that resembled a gunshot. Um, despite the crash, they said Brown and a stewardess, I think her name was Sheila Kelly or Shelly Kelly, something like that. She had a broken arm and then died in the ambulance. Is she going to be on here? <laughs> she better be. You'd think. I, I think they, they might have bypassed her. I don't see her. It would have been the yeah, same she, event. Yeah, there, um, she... I mean, I've definitely seen her name, and I know Chris Ruddy mentioned 
mention, and I don't know, I still have the book, but I haven't read it. Ron Brown's Body by uh, Jack Cashhill is the author and saying how Ron Brown's death helped Clinton, you know, basically get reelected. That because Brown supposedly threatened Clinton, said, if I go down, you go down. And a lot of it had to do with um, the trade missions, that there were being seats sold on it. I think it was like just an offshoot of the China stuff. I mean, you had in 96, you had the China money, you had the trade missions with whether they're being sold for influence, you know, uh, donations. And then you had the Teamster thing where there was um, the, the guy, Ron Carey, who'd eventually run against uh, Hoffa's son. And Ron Carey was supposedly Mr. Incorruptible, that there was Teamster money going to, to uh, the 96 campaign. And, you know, I think that, you know, that Clinton would support Carey in his run. So nothing never came of it because, like, you know, China and then Monica. And I said, China, like I said, I think was kind of pushed to the wayside. I said, I will insist on that until someone shows me different on my dying day that they sacrificed the China story to just go with something more salacious and they could bury it and, you know, go from there. Did you see this? The very next day after Ron Brown died, his personal lawyer was in a drive-by shooting killed. No, I didn't see that. And no. then a few days later, the air traffic controller who had been in charge during the aircraft crash was found yeah. dead. Suicide. They wanted to ask him questions. And then, yeah, he's he's dead. Supposedly, the plane goes down in like the worst weather. And then they were like, who's drizzling? We don't, we don't know what you're talking about. This Maybe he just weather. felt really bad about the plane crash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's 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 insane. I mean, all this stuff. After a while, you're like, when do we when do we have enough cognitive dissonance to be like, you know what? I have questions. I really have questions here. And then, yeah, Barbara Wise, the woman who's found you know, partially nude in the office of commerce, and, you know, eerily similar to you know an intern a few years later in Joe Scarborough's office, and you know. Oh, no we questions. were just talking about. So I have another podcast called Disinfobation where we just talk shit. Yeah. And uh, we talked about Scarborough being a fucking murderer <laughs> on that last last episode. I loathe Joe Scarborough. He's I mean, the worst. The garbage. Uh, what's his name? Don Imus, when Imus used to be on. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was the guy with the cowboy hat, like the Howard Stern yeah. with the cowboy hat. Yeah, he used to needle Scarborough about that. And Scarborough would laugh, you know, laugh it up. And I'm like, you know, the girl died and she worked for you. I said, that's not a joke. W- weren't and- they having an affair, too? That might have been true. I mean, now, 2001, because he, he at that point was a successful Republican congressman. He decides not to seek another term. I think he actually left in the middle of his term. That's the same year as the Chandra Levy, Gary Condit story breaks. And maybe he just didn't like his chances. I said Condit managed to, despite the fact he definitely had a relationship with Chandra Levy, managed to skate. And Condit was on an intelligence committee. You know, which is kind of crazy when you think about all that crap. Um, but yeah, Scarborough, um, I think he just didn't want to rock the boat, realized they could have held him accountable for it. And now yeah, I'll seek a career in TV. Yep. And it's working out for him for some reason. Yeah. That, the M- MSNBC is the worst. Oh, God. Yeah. And he's with Mika Brzezinski, the daughter of a war criminal. And, you know, oh, I always forget about that too. Yeah. So have you heard about this freelance cameraman? Uh, I've probably seen the name once, but no, I've never in a dentist's office from unknown causes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's weird. Maybe it was Clinton's mom putting him under. 
<laughs> so look at this one. I think we mentioned the first time this plane crashed that went down near Jackson Hole, Wyoming. All these people died. Looks like a lot of military personnel. Yeah, there was there was a few during Clinton's term where there were people connected. And um, again, the plane crashes. I mean, LBJ had a plane crash where I think he was president at that point where it was a couple pilots who said they didn't want to fly because the weather wasn't good. And Johnson basically told them, you either fly or you find another job. And the plane crashed en route to his ranch. And I said, yeah. you know, and it's not a surprise because Lyndon Johnson was a total psychopath. And, oh, yeah. you know, there's, there hasn't been much to kind of like exonerate him for that. I said, it's just, I think as more has gone on, you've, you've seen the, the guy was certifiably nuts. Do you know about Admiral Jeremy Borda? And supposedly kills himself because of like a quote, like a stolen valor sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, it said it said he was embarrassed about wearing two pins he was not authorized to wear. But he yeah. was he was gonna he went home for lunch and he was gonna give a newsweek interview and he yeah. shot himself twice in the chest. And chief of naval operations. I mean, we're not talking a small, you know, like a low-level position. We're talking that's that's pretty much at the top. And yeah, got on. So what was he gonna be talking about in this interview? This was 96, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doesn't I'm trying to scam over this and see if it says. Yeah, it talks about some downsizing in the Navy and you know, feminism having on the Navy's morale. I mean, who knows? Maybe something, you know, corruption-wise that he knew about. I mean, at this point, everybody in the military, you know, I'm sure had some issues because, I mean, the military... Not that the military is corrupt, but all the wars and, you know, just the, the contractors who are around, there is corruption there, left and right. And um, who knows? I mean, you can maybe something like with Sabau, the the guy in 91, you know, that you might have seen something that got him marked in one way or another. And, you know, could be a Clinton thing. Maybe not. Maybe just someone that you can kind of just tie to him, you know, in the long run. Yeah. And Terrence, Terrence Yeeke, yeah, he was a cop and what he knew about Oklahoma City. Even my brother, who's 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 a cop, who uh, doesn't go into conspiracies that much, watched stuff about Oklahoma City. He's like, yeah, no, that, that guy Yeeke, that, that looks, something doesn't look right there. And um, Well, it says he was found with cut wounds on arms and his throat and a gunshot to the head. And a suicide. That sounds, that's, you know what, they pulled that seven years later without the gun with uh, Jonathan Luna the guy who was an assistant U S attorney and went from Baltimore all the way up through like New Jersey. And then wound up in uh, Amish country with like 37 stab wounds from a pen knife. And they're like, Oh, it was a suicide. What year was that? That was 2000. Jonathan Luna was Oh three or Oh four. He was working. He, was, he left while working on a plea. Deal. It's not Clinton related. I don't think. Oh, okay. Um, and might've been Oh three. Yeah, because I always get that confused with Gary Webb when Gary Webb dies. Um, but yeah, they, they, they there was a book called The Midnight Ride of Jonathan Luna. He was working on a plea deal in a case, like a drug case. And he leaves a couple things in his office, some of the stuff he would have brought, brought with him, takes a trip, gets gas and gets tolls, changes between using cash and his card, just weird things, and then goes from Baltimore all the way up to New Jersey, then winds up in Amish country in PA, and then 30, I think between 37, 39 stab wounds with a pen knife and found in like a uh, uh, body of water, like a puddle of water. Okay. Ah, Mary Mahoney. 
White House intern. Um, there was stories that she might have been one of the people to go forward about, you know, like a Monica Lewinsky sort of thing. Uh, killed at Starbucks, but she was killed like execution style. I think she was like specifically targeted. I think this is one of the few cases where something like this in DC, the FBI started investigating. And then one of the informants who might've had information on the case gets beaten to death in a drug sting where the cops didn't wire him up. Totally normal though. Totally normal. This is one I haven't heard about. Yeah, no, Mary Mahoney, I think wound up becoming like a unsolved mystery story. And again, first, I think actually, you, do you know that at one point, Linda Tripp supposedly referred Monica Lewinsky to the Clinton body count? How so? That she referred her to the list. That at, the, at one point, there was already a list going around about people like this. Like and she was, like was going to end up getting it? Pretty much. That, okay. That's the reason why she needed to hold on to the dread. You know, like certain things that she needed to protect herself. Even though like Monica would say later on that Linda betrayed her and this and that. So that I think Linda Tripp is one of the more maligned people in the story and i think she was looking out for for monica lewinsky i said in the end i'm like how did monica lewinsky not know any better you know i know they try to i mean don't get me wrong i don't think she should be crapped on as much as they did but i said at the same time it's like she was old enough to know better i read a book written by a secret service guy that talked about her in the way that she was the one who initiated it and Hmm they had to like fight tooth and nail to keep her away. And they actually like set up a, a detail to keep Monica away from bill. They moved her to the other building and see, I don't know how credible this guy was. Mm -hmm. I I listened to his audio book. I wish I could remember his name off the top of my head, but he was a huge HW guy. So the first part of the book, he's just like, I, I came away from this dignified office that HW was running. And then this guy comes in here and they just, and they really did not like her Hillary. But anyway, it sounds like according to him, she just would not stay away from him. (laughs) Eventually she got to him, but. Yeah, I mean, hey, I, I'm I'm willing to believe that too. I mean, but yeah, I mean, as I said, I think with with Mont, that whole story, and, and so their affair was like 95, 96. The government shut down, and um, in and around that time. But I think that whole thing was just kind of time to come out. Meanwhile, before we knew, the Russians and the Israelis knew. You know, I mean, not to mention the Israelis had a mole in the White House. I was going to say, how else would they really know? Uh, well, with the Russians, who knows? Russians could have had a bug, but yeah. I, uh, there was a, a source called Mega that was supposedly at like the top levels of like in the executive office in the White House. I mean, some people I think initially thought it was Rahm Emanuel, which wouldn't surprise me because he had dual citizenship. Um, but th- there was a source called Mega and that Mega was the one who tipped off uh, Benjamin Netanyahu to the Lewinsky story. Or some, some thought that Lewinsky might've been like a, a honey trap, which is always a possibility too. But uh, I mean, these days you would just assume that. Yeah. I mean, a few years later you had, what's the name? The governor of uh, New Jersey, Jim McGreevy got taken down by an Israeli intelligence asset. You know, if they, if someone can be compromised, whether it be women, any other vices or being, you know, a closeted homosexual, which is what G- Jim McGreevy was, They'll get you, you know, that they'll, I mean, if you're the person who they can kind of, 
you know, compromise, they'll compromise you. It's not just, I mean, intelligence is big, but obviously politics too. I mean, if you're someone who they feel can be malleable or weak in their, their way, they'll find it. Bill Clinton was weak. He's always been weak on, you know, when it comes to women. I think the man's probably, I mean, I could probably at some point probably say he's like Wilt Chamberlain with the amount of women he slept with. And there's still women he thinks he's good looking and no. <laughs> man is not a good looking man. I said, even in his prime, the man wasn't a good looking man. Right. But it's power. Power gets. This Mahoney, there mm -hmm. was a, did you, have you heard of this? There was the, a White House staffer with the initial M. Yeah, and Michael Lizakoff would eventually break. Well, the, Drudge gets the credit for the Lewinsky story, but Michael Lizakoff had been on, you know, he had uh, uncovered a source. I think that's who Drudge eventually kind of used his story, you know, to hear about that. But yeah, some guessed that it was Mahoney. But so she gets killed, what winds up being six months before Monica, you know, name even surfaces. So it's, um, it's definitely a possibility. Uh, this Christine... Merzion, I'd never heard of. So it says she was also a, a candidate for that M. And awesome. murdered, beaten to death outside Georgetown. Yeah, and that's August 98. I mean, that's when later on that month is when Clinton goes under oath with stars, um, you know, and when it turns out he did lie to the country about, uh, you know, having sex with that woman, <laughs> as he called her. Uh, yeah, now there's, you know, when there's smoke, there's fire on some of these. I wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me in the least, you know, and if, like I said, the people who were want Clinton to, you know, do what they need him to do. Anyone who's an impediment to that, they'd take him out. That, that I wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me any administration. And I'll give you another, um, I forget if I had said when we were talking last time, but during Reagan's administration, you had the woman who was sleeping with one of what they called his kitchen cabinet, his close circle of advisors. There was uh, Vicki Morgan who was sleeping with Alfred Bloomingdale, who was a um, Reagan advisor. And Vicki Morgan eventually got into a palimony suit, you know, because she'd been with Bloomingdale long enough and, you know, that she felt she deserved um, part of his estate. And she claimed she had videotapes of other Reagan people at parties where, you know, things got a little uh, X-rated. And then Vicki Morgan is summarily beaten to death by her gay roommate. And then there was certain things to that case that they were not, uh, you know, like that the roommate was the fall guy. And um, some of the stuff that Morgan was uh, alleging with Bloomingdale was like early Fifty Shades of Grey type stuff. So there was like, I mean, that would have been back in the 80s. That would have been beyond salacious. That would have been like the, the stuff that now seems tame, you know, sort of thing. Right. Yeah, so we Sandy. have we have yeah. another uh, military guy here. I kind of went over him. Uh, okay. Does that sound familiar? Lieutenant General David McLeod. I've heard the name, but yeah, no, some of this stuff is kind of new to me too. So another one in 98, assembled evidence against Clinton. Part of me wonders if it's China related, um, mm -hmm. sort of dereliction of duty with Clinton. You know, I mean, commander in chief who, to be honest, you know, draft dodger and things like that to begin with, but. Let's face it, Commander-in-Chief is just such an interesting title for so many people who've never done any actual military service. You or know? symbolically do it. Like, JFK yeah. seemed legit. What do you think yeah. about that? Was he a legit guy? Got wounded and all that? Yeah, yeah the PT-109. And, you know, I, there was more questions about H.W. Bush, who was considered a war hero, and whether what he did was actually heroic, 
you know, one of the planes he, he ejected out of, it killed the two, the two guys who were in the plane with him. Yeah. You know, so there, there was questions about that. I would say Kennedy was, Eisenhower was a leader. So you never actually, I don't think it saw any combat, at least in World War II. JFK, I would say yes. Um, Carter was in the Navy, but I don't know if he actually saw any action. Nixon, I don't think, did. You know, it's tough. There are some guys who at least gave the service, and then there's others who weaseled their way out of it. I mean, Clinton did. Bush definitely did. Um, I mean, W. Uh, yeah, Dan Rather, like, kind of his whole career is ruined for that, right? Yeah, and in the end, it, it might have been that there was something there, but the evidence he was – I think Roger Stone might have hinted at it at one point, even though Stone was not a Bush guy, that um, at some point they might have substituted – like, the proof that – there was proof, but then – they screwed with it enough to be like, well, no, it couldn't, this letter couldn't have been written on this type of, you know, typewriter or whatnot. And so was rather kind of, what was guilty of, of fucking with shit, making it look. Yeah. But there's, I mean, Bush definitely, I think went AWOL at a point. Like the whole thing was he got the, the air national guard position and then he leaves it to go work on a campaign. And meanwhile, he was doing the air national guard to get out of going to Vietnam. So it was, it was something like in the end, he, he was derelict in, in uh, showing up. So there was something there, but I think so many people, I mean, the Bushes hated Dan Rather. So I, I, there was something there, but I think in the end, the information, the evidence he was given was false. I still think that happened with um, the journalist Seymour Hirsch when he wrote Dark Side of Camelot about the Kennedys. Seymour Hirsch was a legitimate, hard-charging journalist to help expose Milai and other government abuses of power. And then he writes this JFK tell-all, which by the way, I read, I liked it at the time, but talks about all this stuff about Sam Giancana and Judith Exner, who's like, you know, sleeping with Giancana and allegedly sleeping with JFK and whether they were passing messages back and forth and all these other things. And uh, supposedly some sort of uh, document collector, Cy Hirsch, and then a bunch of it turns out to be fraudulent. I think in the end, someone tricked him to kind of damage his reputation. Kind of what I think initially happened to Alex Jones with the Sandy Hook thing. Yeah, I mean, in Sandy Hook, like I said, I've read the, ne- the now book that's banned off Amazon. I-, I found it a PDF, which is basically the only way you can find it nowadays. I believe there's a lot of crazy stuff with that case. Uh, I think Jones got used as, and it's weird when you've already had a book banned off Amazon and banned from being sold. Period to Jones now basically being indentured servitude to the families, you know, on a, on a libel case, you know, libel and slander case. And I think free, you know, the liberals are saying, Oh, it's not a free speech thing. It is a free speech thing. If you went after journalists who propped up, you know, BS government stuff for wars and sued them, you'd be like, well, it's free speech. They're, they're allowed to freedom of the press. Well, what's Jones? Is he press? Or is he not? So this guy, I, it just kind of seems like he was maybe tied to the Clintons. Have you heard of him? Sandy Hume, journalist. Uh, Britt Hume's son. Yeah. Uh, Britt Hume is legendary. You know, Britt Hume goes all the way back to uh, Jack Anderson, who was like the uh, bane of the Nixon administration, who at one point they were talking of drugging or possibly kidnapping. Uh, Hume was one of his reporters, and then Britt Hume was a Fox News guy. Um, I've heard of Sandy's uh, death. Some say he was might have been closeted, and that might have had something to do with it. But again, 
you never know. And he might have, you know, he might have been chip off the old block in terms of being a dogged sort of journalist and looking into it. Brit Hume, I don't think, has ever talked about it, um, which case might be kind of like the whole Seth Rich thing. We just don't want to get into it because it hurts or we don't want to get into it because they know the rules, you know, or someone got to him. Yeah, and so. it's, it's, it kind of seems like he was looking into a lot of things here from what this says, and he was working on a Vince Foster thing. Yeah, so. and yeah, if anyone touches the Vince Foster thing, because they also, I mean, I don't know if, if we get into it here, but there's the one with uh, what winds up being that Vince Foster's wife remarries and her stepson winds up dead. And there's questions whether the stepson was looking into. Do you know what uh, year that was by chance? Might have been 97. Neil Moody is the guy's name. Yeah, 98, 98 was a big was another one of those big years in terms of deaths, but I want to say it was like 96 or 97. Some of them I've just kind of scammed over. I wish I had a better format. Like I said, this is the only one that really was like... You know, it would be boring just to do like, you know, just straight down. I kind of like going all over the place, truth be told. But uh, and some, let's face it, some deaths need more scrutiny than others. Not saying they're not important. There they all is. are. Yeah, it's where, once again... Is it something that we can truly, you know, is it just tangentially connected to the Clintons or is this something straight up connected to them? And I said, this one's a little weird. Oh. Yeah, it's it brick wall and yeah. He was and allegedly he has- been talking to Bob Woodward. Ooh, he's the yeah. Nixon guy, right? Or the Watergate yeah. guy. And, and Woodward, Wood, there's questions about Woodward too. I, I think I had just started getting into that when I was talking to Jack about um, Watergate and Woodward being a... Uh, briefer at the Pentagon because he was uh, Navy at a point and he's always kind of backpedaled on when he first met and started talking to Alexander Haig and some people have said Haig was Deep Throat or one of the sources you know that Deep Throat was a composite of sources besides Mark Felt and Woodward's dirty I mean Woodward gets all these scoops and whatnot he supposedly spoke to Bill Casey on his deathbed after Casey had a stroke and um, the whole Trump thing too where yeah. he got him on tape and Trump is like totally complicit in it. It seemed like. Yeah. Yeah. Woodward, I think is honestly like a version of opposition Woodward at one point. So him and Bernstein start working on Watergate, which they did not want to share. And at one point Woodward starts looking into Bernstein's sex life. So in the, it, which one's uh, Dustin Hoffman and which one's Bernstein. Yeah. Bernstein's Okay. Well, because Woodward was supposedly a Republican. That's like one of the things that they mentioned in the movie, All the President's Men. I voted for Nixon. And, you know, like Bernstein's the liberal. Bernstein was married to Nora Ephron, the writer. And Bernstein was a piece of crap in that marriage. And eventually Nora Ephron would go on as a Hollywood writer and write like a Ramana Clef, like a fictionalized version of her marriage, Heartburn, that became uh, Meryl Streep and Jack Nicholson. And uh, Bernstein, Bernstein's one good contribution was exposing Mockingbird. Yes, in, in Rolling Stone, right? Rolling Stone, yeah, that was like in 77. Yeah. But yeah, he still insisted, even though it was really Woodward source that, you know, Felt was deep throat and he wrote a book about Hillary, but he never gets into any of the, you know, like no one ever wants to touch the scandals because they'll just keep the scandals as right-wing conspiracy. Meanwhile, Whitewater was first brought up by Jerry Brown, who was a Democrat running against Clinton in 92. Um, oh, I see. I'm, I'm, I'm a little young. I mean, I'm not that much younger than you said you were 20 at nine 11. I was 18, but yeah. I don't remember Jerry bound running against him. But now that you bring it up, 
Yeah, Jer so Jerry Brown, Moonbeam, as they called him at one point. Oh, he um, shows up yeah. a lot in that Laurel Canyon book. Yeah, well, he was dating Linda Ronstadt. Yeah. You know, he was he was around a lot of those people. Um, he, yeah, so he is already governor at least at least one term. Son of his father was the governor of uh, California, Pat Brown, who ran against Nixon, beat Nixon in '62. Um, Jerry Brown runs, wins. He became governor later, not that long ago, actually, in California. I think he was there before Newsom was, um, and further ran California into the ground. But yeah, in 92, they used to joke, like SNL, when it was funny, had a sketch called the, the race to find out who doesn't have to lose to Bush or something like that. <laughs> the Bush. And you had, what's his name? Kiefer Sutherland played Lloyd Benson, who was like a former VP candidate. He was a running mate for Dukakis and a senator. Uh, and you had Paul Songus, and who I think eventually died of a tumor, was from Massachusetts. Bill Bradley, the former basketball player. But one was Jerry Brown. And Jerry Brown, I think, was like second or third in the polling, I think. Might have been a front runner at first in 92. And he mentioned Whitewater and then kind of just got – it died. And then eventually – He's lucky he didn't die. Yeah. He's, yeah. Well, because one of the people who, when they had the committee hearings of Whitewater – was one of my senators, Al D'Amato. And the only problem was Al D'Amato, I think, was crooked as shit. Um, you know, I mean, I met the guy once. Uh, wasn't that impressed. You know, I mean, I think he, he's a guy who had mob connections. And I think it was almost like, you know, once again, in public, they're adversaries when, you know, when the, when the cameras are off and everything else is going on, they're having drinks and palling around. Stuff like Matt Taibbi detailed in one of his books, you know, this sort of opposition is kind of for show. Yeah. Um, D'Amato would eventually put the screws to L.D. Brown when L.D. Brown, the former state trooper, was going public and had written his book about being a state trooper in Clinton's Arkansas and applying for the CIA and Clinton helping him put some things in there to help him get the job. And his first assignment is going with Barry Seal somewhere. And um, he meets he's in Washington for some sort of dinner. And D'Amato kind of like corners him and puts him in a headlock. And he's like, you're going to cooperate and get your job. You know, this and that almost kind of like he was being overtly friendly to almost hostile. <laughs> and that Brown took it as they're all the same. And later on, like whatever Brown, had, Brown hadn't even gone public with what he was saying. And Betsy Wright, the woman who I alluded to earlier is like, LD Brown is a lying motherfucker, you know, like something along those lines. Like, don't believe anything. I'm like, you don't even know what he said yet. You, you know, because there was different aspects of the troopers. There was ones who went out and talked about Clinton's affairs. And there was L.D. Brown saying, Mina. You know, and that's, you know, that was considered, there was white water, and then they considered the black water. You know, the darkest of scandals. Mina is the darkest of scandals. But it's also a bipartisan scandal, which means they don't want to hear it. Right. You know, if it's both parties, they don't want to hear it. You know anything about Johnny La? I don't know how you say yeah. that. Yes, yeah. The uh, information he found because of a tornado. And <laughs> it's it's funny. That's the second natural uh, phenomenon that led to something. Because the other one was um, when I mentioned Terry Terry Reed earlier. When he eventually they want to go after him, his plane that Oliver North used uh, used, and he filed an insurance claim on, turns up in a hangar allegedly where the hangar door gets blown open by a wind gust. A heavy airplane door hanger gets opened. And 
uh, one of Clinton's guys who eventually becomes a FEMA director named Buddy Young sees it. It's like, oh, there's Terry Reid's plane. And then they charge Terry Reid with insurance fraud. Right. To try to shut him up. So, yeah, this is the second uh, natural phenomenon that leads to something, even though in Johnny Lawhon's case, it seems, uh, yeah, no, didn't end well. And um, Whitewater, I mean, Whitewater, I heard, had connections with Mina. You know, there could have been a drug connection involved in that. The Clintons' whole thing was they lost money Mm -hmm. on Whitewater. And yet, when it came to producing the records, they couldn't find them until well after they were asked for. And then they popped up in like the attic of the White House or, you know, just randomly showed up and, you know, it was all a joke and the Republicans are pushing and, you know, all these things. And meanwhile, it's like people lost money. It was a land development deal that screwed all the investors. And that Jim McDougal allegedly bankrupted both the savings and loans trying to, you know, prop up. And then- Here we are with him. Yeah, he, so- McDougal, who a year later, uh, his own autobiography, Arkansas Mischief, would come out. McDougal and his wife, Susan, were friends of the Clintons. Uh, Bill Clinton allegedly had an affair with Susan McDougal. Shocking. Uh, Him and Clinton went back to like, I think like their 20s or whatever, uh, working on political campaigns in, in Arkansas. And McDougal agrees to cooperate. He's looking at like 90 years for the savings and loan stuff and not in good health. Star, I blame for this one because, yeah, he's basically held in solitary. Um, can't give a urine sample because of the heart medications he's on. Um, allegedly someone who might have been in the same, not self, but like someone who was in the same block as him, heard him basically begging to be, you know, cared, like to have something that he was going through something and dies of a heart attack. Um, when he died, I, I had questions right away. I was like, wow, this is really, and again, it gets lost in the shop. March 98, we're already talking to Monica. So, you know, Whitewater, Whitewater became a non-issue by 98. And, you know, I think only really got mentioned towards the end and just kind of like, ah, oh, Vince Foster killed himself. We're going to reaffirm that. And, you know, the Clintons while doing this and Hillary gave testimony that was factually false, but she didn't commit perjury. Do you think that Whitewater, the whole real estate thing, could have been some laundering operation? Oh, a thousand percent. Yes. Is that what is that what it was about? I mean, what I think, was... so. I think it might have been connected. It might have been connected to the drug money from from Mina. Yeah, because um, you were just saying that, and I'd never really thought of the two being integral. But but then again, it did start earlier than that. I mean, it might have been used as a vehicle for that. But when it comes to some of these things where people lose money, you always wonder. So why have a problem with it? If you lost money, unless you were doing something illegal, what's the problem? Why would people mention Whitewater as an issue? And you're like, oh, well, you know, we can't produce these tax records. They didn't pay taxes on certain aspects of the deal. What's legitimate? What's not? What's an easy, like, oh, we forgot to like, it becomes like the questions with Hillary making the money on the cattle futures, speculating despite she has no experience and the cellular, uh, the cellular phone deal that she made money on what's a payoff and what's legitimate just luck and by the way the speculating one she was dealing with a guy who was a suspended trader i think you know someone who's like a suspended financial trader and you know but you can't question hillary you know like it just you see you see this now she's one of the most overprotected she is the tom brady of politics She's like, you know, like <laughs> you cannot protect her. Yeah, you you touch her, they're throwing yeah. the flag. They're like, it's yeah. because she's a woman, it's because she's a Democrat. And I'm like, 
And if her name was Melania Trump, we'd have the pitchforks out. And I said, I'm not even a Melania fan, even though I like her better than Hillary. Um, <laughs> I like everybody better than Hillary. Yeah. I mean, Hillary's just, oh my God. I like Bill a lot more than I like Hillary. And I don't like I Hillary. think the Secret Service thought that way too. Most of the Secret Service like Bill better than Hillary. And she, but, and they, they, they swore at each other like sailors. I mean, one of the books talks about them like swearing at each other and using racial epithets on like inauguration day. The first. Well, what about the time day. he had a black eye, and they kind of had to cover that up? Do you hear about yeah, that? Yeah, that's that's yeah. I mean, well, then again, I just saw a thing where it talked about all these politicians who at one point had black eyes. Oh, I'm you're like, talking about the little yeah. That that's yeah. a whole other thing. But I, the yeah. Secret Service guy I was telling you, I read his book. He was on duty outside the door and heard shit being thrown around and he stormed in protocol uh, and she and bill was picking up some shit that she had just thrown at him and he's fucking got a black guy already like instant yeah so my mom was dating this guy for a while and he told me about this black eye thing and i've kind of seen it here and there yeah it's kind of like a fun rabbit hole to go down oh my god yeah no there's there's weird stuff with that and yeah it's so we're on a big juicy one here with JFK Jr. Yeah, so JFK Jr. Uh, George Magazine, you know, he had that. That was a big political um, release for him. And people were wondering if he was testing testing the waters for a higher, um, you know, an office run. I mean, he had been a assistant DA in New York for a number of years, uh, high profile, everything he'd done. And then all of a sudden, you know, he dies in this plane crash and, oh, he's an amateur pilot. And once again, the curse of the Kennedys and was he reckless? And, um, I, you know, I believe he was considering making that Senate run in 2000 and he would have, he would have beaten Hillary in you know, a, a primary and, yeah. you know, the, the Republican candidate, first it was Giuliani. Giuliani had scandals and bowed out because of prostate cancer. Uh, allegedly. And then you had Rick Lazio, who was kind of like the token loser who was called in and, you know, it was a great SNL character that, you know, only Jimmy Fallon could play because there's only so many of those. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, you know, it was almost like Hillary got a walkover in 2000. And yeah, if you eliminate the competition, you know, so you turn him into, as opposed to a guy who had a decent amount of flying time to, he was an amateur who basically ignored all warnings and he kills his wife and his sister-in-law in the process. And once again, the weather, how, how much is the weather a condition, you know, and they were close, they were close to the landing, you know, where they were landing. And again, yeah, it took, took them a few days to, to find the plane. And, you know, it was, I, I read the stuff about JFK Jr. And I, I think there's more and more dirty stuff to it. And also the fact, uh, there was a book I read the inheritance about JFK, his, his dad's watch that he wore the day of the assassination as a piece of, uh, artifact that was being moved around and the author of this book this guy christopher fulton had spoken to jfk jr about this because this watch would have shown that there was evidence of another shot or something like that there was evidence to the assassination and that jfk jr was going to have the case reopened so yeah there's there's various aspects to that he actually at one point the author talks about that he did correspond with the clintons and that the clintons kind of shined him on in terms of being, there's, there's the theory that, I, I don't know if I mentioned this last time, that Hillary, uh, or I might have said this to Cheney at one point, that Hillary is like a white hat 
that Hillary is like, has been trying to find out information on the Kennedy assassination. And she was a student of this guy, Carl Oglesby, who was an author, who was also initially in the SDS, the Students for Democratic Society. And that, yeah, Hillary was kind of like his, the, the mentee and the mentor, mentor-mentee relationship. And that everyone who's been killed has been to kind of keep the Clintons from looking too further into JFK. And I'm like, show me evidence. I'm like, show me more than just supposition. I'm, I don't buy it. And I said, so much of the Clinton's behavior has been way more reckless, way more, way more ruthless. They have no regard for other people. Uh, Jim McDougal once said that the Clintons are like tornadoes that just move through people's lives, go from one town to the next. You know, that I'm more inclined to believe. And I think the evidence has kind of been there. They don't, they don't give a crap about anybody. They care about themselves. They care about the legacy. That's why Chelsea's being groomed for something. You think really she, yeah, you think she's going to do like congressional seat and then kind of just work her way up? She might, but she's got the personality of her mom, which is not a good sign. I mean, well, they're on Apple TV right now, frolicking around, yeah. hanging out with super predators. She iced her own husband out when they were doing the Clinton Library and they were doing the unveiling in Arkansas. And the husband stepped up and she's like, This is a family moment. You know, like, really? Like, He's family, you know, sorry, it wasn't there. Like, to be honest, like she was only 12, you know, when Clinton, and I'm like, what'd you do? You know, I said, your father, I don't think he gave you any attention during that time. I said, she was an overprotected kid, you know, couldn't make fun of her on SNL because she's a kid. Meanwhile, like Baron could be made fun of until, you know, pretty much whenever. And, you know, it's like, it's, it's very, once again, that two-sided nature. If she runs for office, you're going to see a more bigger slobbering love fest than it was when Hillary ran. Right. And Hillary thinks she's going to run again in 2024. I, that was a question I had to ask uh, at the end of this. I have some stuff I want to just go over, but that, that was something I was wondering if you thought was going to happen. Cause I'm seeing a rematch <laughs> Trump Hillary <laughs> century. <laughs> Dude, it's the, it's like Frazier Ali. Yeah. We, we yeah. might see it a few times. Yeah. It's definitely possible. So these are some, uh, this is a filmmaker. He was doing some, have you heard of him, David Dry? I've, I've heard the name as well. And yeah, connected to the whole, uh, uh, yeah, uh, Pat Matrisciano. I even heard someone mention that they thought Matrisciano was CIA. Oh, really? Yeah, at one point. But, you know, that like every sort of conspiracy movement in some form, I think gets, you know, people start accusing other people of being CIA. There is people who are disinformation. Um, you know, I know Linda Ives thought highly of Pat Matrisciana, but at the same time, it was like, you know, the Clinton Chronicles, like a lot of the deaths might have been a reach, you know, towards that. Um, but, you know, it's kind of tough to say with some of these guys. Are, are some CIA? Yes. Are some just good hearted people, you know, who may just be mistaken? Always a possibility. I'm, I want to be optimistic in that, but. I think there are people who you find out later on are CIA or informants or something like that. And you're just like that. It totally turns everything they've done 180 degrees. Well, Pat had to cancel this plane ride and his, his buddy didn't. And he ended up dead. I was like the plane Trump didn't get on that. Uh, it was going to New York to Atlantic city with a few of the people who worked for him. And then the plane, uh, the helicopter crash. When was that? That was like back in the, uh, mid to late 80s 
it's something I've, I've read with my review books. I, I got a couple books every now and then that were like the anti-Trump books just to read, be like kind of even keeled on things. And they mentioned this crash that was like in the eighties. I think Roger Stone managed to avoid that one too, but I said, oh, I think wow. Roger Stone, Stone will be around till way after we're gone. Yeah. I he's think. a cockroach. He's, so, he's, he's an interesting guy. Uh, but you know, I, I wonder, and, but he never gave up Trump and said, uh, he could have, you could have ratted, you know, yeah. and, it's interesting. Trump and Stone are like Seth MacFarlane and uh, Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg <laughs> missing yeah. the missing the flight. So there's yep. another guy. Altel. You know about that company? Uh, Altel, I think, was connected to Systematics. Yeah. So it's the bug. It they call it. They call it the government's big brother computer system. Yeah. So this guy. This is interesting, though. Why I brought it up? Shot twice by two different guns and declared a suicide. If one doesn't work, you use the other. Yeah, yeah it's like I got two right in front of me. And you Coach. wonder who's investigating this. Is this like Mayberry or something? <laughs> like who are the cops who are working on Or the Springfield cops? You got Chief Wiggum and, you know, the crack <laughs> crew there. I mean, it, it, it it's scary. I mean, it really is with some of these people, like how you just let this go and just. But you know what? You always wonder if you get a guy who comes up and says, forget it. It's Chinatown sort of thing, you know, just walk away. You know, it's it's better you don't look in for your health, you know, sort of thing. And they just write it off. So we got Kapanoff 99 with another uh, fundraising guy. And he had some Chinese money connection. Yeah, China like. money. Yeah. Bicycle and accident. Which Daniel Dutko. Twice. Twice. Another twice guy. Struck in the head on the concrete twice. He curb stomped himself. Pretty much, yeah. Where was uh, where was Edward Norton? <laughs> yep, uh, they didn't blame it as a suicide or claim it was a suicide at least. But yeah. uh, so ninety nine's over, and yeah, that? I mean at this point, you know, we've already you know ninety nine. You've already had the impeachment, which was never going to go forward. I mean, you had that he's impeached, but not like removed. Um, there's a great book, Sellout, about the impeachment process, which was written by a guy who was a Democrat from Chicago, and said at one point. I think they attributed it to Trent Lott, the senator, saying, I don't care if Clinton raped a woman and shot her on the Senate floor. You will not get the votes to convict. Oh, wow. Yeah. They were never going to get it. And I said, there was too much. First of all, you never should have had some one of the first people who was speaking out. You had Gingrich, who had cheated on his wife multiple times. You had a guy like Bob Livingston, who cheated on his wife. When you have guys who are pretty much fucking hypocrites, you know, and when people see it just about sex, that's a problem. And... You know, you have to look at certain these things and say, let's get people who are like as clean as humanly possible to investigate. And you didn't. You had people who were, you know, compromised too. And it's not a surprise. I mean, I, I knew that vote was going to go, he was going to get acquitted. And even though people were like, oh, it's just about sex. No, it wasn't. It was about abuse of power. They said he tried to bribe Lewinsky. He, you know, tried to bribe other witnesses and he lied under oath. Yeah. So they call this a smoking gun to start off the year 2017 Marines, including four pilots had been a part of a Marine one squadron that the pilots, the presidential helicopter for Bill Clinton, they all die. Yep. Now that one, I didn't hear about this guy though. I did Carlos, uh, Carlos uh, Gigliotti. Yeah. I've read about this. It was one that definitely popped up on uh, uh progressive review with the unsolved mysteries. They working on uh Waco. Waco. You don't want to look into that shit. 
Yeah, well, Wake, Waco can bring. I mean, that was one of the first times Alex Jones ever surfaced. Even though tried to say that, uh, he was he was Bill Hicks. He I was, was gonna uh, say I I watched Bill Hicks doing reporting on it. Did you see those tapes? Yeah, I've I've seen I've seen some. I mean, he only died a year later, and yeah. um, pancreatic cancer. I think it was pancreatic cancer. Jones very very fast very acting. Yeah, and yeah, Jones was down there, and you know who else was down at uh, Waco? Timothy McVeigh. Oh yeah, he was kind of inspired by it, right? Yep. Yeah. And, you know, I've seen um, the Rules of Engagement documentary about Waco. And I said, there's just there's so much about that story that for, I mean, what brought the ATF there and how they reacted. They only stopped um, the, the initial siege. I mean, not siege. The initial uh, shootout only ended when the ATF ran out of bullets. Um just, you know, the reason why they were there, they're like, oh, you know, the, there's abuse of women and children. It's like, that's wrong. That's not your job. They lied to a uh, local army base what they were training for. They were saying they were doing a, uh, a raid of uh, like a, something related to drugs or, you know, alcohol, tobacco, not having anything to do with what one is supposed to be supposed to be like a knock and a visit or something like the, the Davidians knew they were coming and the ATF just started shooting and the four guys who were killed by the ATF allegedly were all Clinton bodyguards at a point, you know, which, you know, we covered, I think the, the last time out, but uh, yeah, no, there's so much shady things about that and whether the day of, you know, the Inferno, whether the tanks, the Bradley tanks were shooting into like shooting to keep anybody from coming out. And, you know, that's, you know, that, that, that lands on Clinton, that lands on Reno. Um, some say Reno didn't even give the order. Some said it might've been Holder or Webb Hubble. Holder from Obama administration? Yeah, yeah he was, he was uh, an assistant attorney general under Clinton. He's the, one, he's the one who gave the go ahead for the, um, I believe he was the one who was integral to the Elian Gonzalez. Oh, really? Crash storm, which was 2000. Yeah, that whole <sighs> ridiculous nightmare. <laughs> Yeah, yeah so Waco, some... um, Waco, I think, what's his name, was working on, too. Uh, Wilcher, Paul Wilcher, the one who died in 93. He was working on a bunch of different scandals, and then they find him, I think, on his toilet. That's a, a good massive movie. shit. Yeah, pretty much. Well, he was one where people were like, no, nah, his death doesn't look right. I think there was a woman named Sarah McClendon, who was a press pool reporter, but was also an investigative journalist, said, yeah, Wilcher's death, he had something. There was a videotape he had. He had evidence, and then he's found dead like that and not a surprise john millis know anything about I've him heard that name yeah uh yeah permanent cia cocaine connections yep yep yeah so uh, what i'm seeing is there's three things that keep happening you got bill's sexcapades and then you've uh -huh. got the mina driver drug cover-ups and as we get later into this list it's going to be about hillary so <laughs> so we're getting close to yes. the end of this thing <laughs> you know anything about this guy uh, no i mean no. This, this one kind of seems like loosely connected i don't yeah know. okay so we could move into the year 2004 has one gary webb it looks like yeah i mean and gary webb's like like a casolaro or um uh, who's the other one we were talking about who might have been multi uh, Bill Colby. I mean, 
dark alliance you know it's a lot of people you know you get the camp who says you know obviously he was right with the story but that he you know he was dejected you know they transferred him and then eventually quit the san jose mercury news which threw him under the bus and you know it was a suicide there's people like mike rupert the reporter uh, not reporter the former cop and journalist um who had looked in a lot of stuff in 9-11 and other things peak oil said, oh, suicide. And then people like Wayne Madsen, who used to be a really good journalist, and not so much anymore, said that Webb was working on something, something big that got him killed. Um, I don't know if we can go the Clintons on that. But then again, you know what, Pete, you know, long memories in uh, politics, in, at least in terms of grudges. Um, it's always a possibility. But yeah, I don't, I don't buy the him shooting himself twice and you know, managing to, you know, that being a suicide, but you know what? I mean, I'm 99, 99% thinking it's murder. And then, you know, there's always that 1% shot that it's not, but I don't know if you can say Clinton's. Right. And I mean, kind of like William Colby, like you just said, it's just like when a guy has so many reasons to be offed, yeah. anybody could just be like hey it's safe to kill this guy they'll never yeah. think it was us like, yeah there's so many people who want him gone it's like yeah. we're, we're just one of many <laughs> okay so now it flashes forward after bill's presidency is over we had the outlier in 20 2004 but now we're going to 2010 uh this guy yep i remember reading about this one yeah i don't know Something if i'm familiar uh, once again, the the um, the guy who I mentioned a minute or so ago, Wayne Madsen, who has his own website, was like blogger, journalist. He had covered this, and I remember reading it. And I was like, "That is the weirdest death I ever heard." That he yeah, supposedly stuffed himself in a duffel bag, and you know, I don't know how. Yeah, who illegally hacked data on Bill Clinton? Didn't know that. I mean, I think at one point they were connecting him to, um, you know, the spy game in and of itself, and you know, maybe even stuff with Obama you know, Obama's administration. And I said, Obama's got dirt, you know, we can get into Obama too at a different point, but, uh, you know, it could have been too. Yeah, no, Obama, there's, there's so much there, but, um, yeah, now when we start getting into the, the Hillary or, you know, side of things, I mean, yeah, she's the more ruthless of the two, but, uh, at the same time, I feel like she'd almost be like, I don't see her doing things spur of the moment. She's cold and calculating. So, you'd almost see like a star chamber sort of thing with her where we're deliberating on who's going to get, you know, who's going to get killed. But yet the same people she'd be deliberating with would be the same people she'd be thinking about killing next. You know, that's kind of how I see her, you know, in that, that way, even though they try to make her seem like she's a good person. I'm like, I don't, I don't see anything that kind of gives that vibe off. She's so brave. Yeah. <laughs> Walter Sheeb, Sheb, Sheib. I've never heard of this guy either. White House chef. What's that supposed to be? White House chef. Yeah. Was hired by the Clinton White House and continued to serve the Bush administration. He was reported missing by his family when he failed to return from a hike. His body was found more than one and a half miles off the trail he was supposed to be on at the bottom of a river. But what's the connection? Just that he was a staffer? Yeah, it could be Bush too. I mean, you, you never you never know. I mean, sixty one years old. I mean, it could could have been natural, but at the same time, yeah, that's a little. You know, could could be anything on that. I'm I'm not I'm not willing to. I'm I'm more willing with the guy with the uh, putting himself in the the duffel bag. You know, being Clinton. Then, but then again, a chef. You never know. What was he? 
you know, was he maybe thinking of writing a tell-all or something? You know, then again, we're talking 14 years after, you know, his separation with the Clintons. And I think he probably would have had more on the Bushes. Yeah. You know, you never know. Yeah, some of these names I've never heard of. So John this is me. John R.W.D. Jones. Good name. <laughs> Ooh, Suicide this, by Train. <laughs> this is uh, getting into House of Cards. Okay. Left under train. Oh, he was Assange's attorney. Okay. Okay. Now that, that could be Clinton. Again, that could also be Obama too. You know? Yeah. Johnny I mean, Ash I've heard of. When did the Apache helicopter footage come out? Was that during... Obama's presidency. What are we talking? The uh, the stuff that Julian Assange was really like. That was the oh, first they time. Call it the, the thing. Something oh, collateral murder. damage. Collateral murder. Collateral yeah. murder. Uh, yeah, that came out during Obama. I mean, it was against Bush. It was kind of like you know with the Pentagon Papers with Nixon. You know, it was more. It was worse for Bush. But yeah, it got released under Obama's administration. So who know? You know, in the end, it could have just been Assange. They liked for stuff he released about bush but when it became stuff he got released about obama yeah then then he was a problem or clinton with you know the dnc emails which again that gets lost in the shuffle they want to talk about whether they were hacked or not like how about what was in the emails you know how about screwing over bernie sanders and whatever the hell podesta was talking about yeah that weirdo John Ash, this to me is just like a movie. Someone crushes his throat with a barbell. Yeah, it's a bad horror movie right there. Yeah. Barbell on his throat. Yeah, that's uh that's that's suspicious. I mean Do you know what he was investigating by chance? Wouldn't be surprised if he, if he might have been investigating Haiti for all we you know, maybe some Clinton Foundation stuff. Uh, I'd seen his name, I'd seen, you know, and when it comes to the UN, this guy's name is Mike Flynn. Interesting. Um, yeah, anything with Hillary and UN, I'm, I'm thinking almost Clinton Foundation or Haiti or, I mean, she was Secretary of State and a lot of dirt went under when she was Secretary of State. So kind of up for debate. Never heard of this Mike Flynn guy, though. I Besides haven't either. Michael Flynn. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was, it kind of, yeah, I had a little brain fart when I read it. Seth Rich, of course, everyone knows about this guy. Oh, Seth Rich, to- total, total robbery, total street robbery. yeah. They just forgot to rob shit. They were like, they got the first part right. Yep. Six years later, still haven't found anybody. And you're yeah, talking about robbery. how his family just doesn't want to touch it. Uh, they've threatened to sue. They've threatened to sue Tucker Carlson. They've threatened to sue Sean Hannity. Um, the FBI, despite saying they had no documents, uh, when there was, I think, Judicial Watch, which is always good for getting stuff. Uh, found documents relating to Seth Rich that popped up during the Strzok page email uh, requests, like FOIA requests. So, you know, there's, I mean, it's been talked about. um, I think they thought, now, was he Assange's source? I'm leaning towards yes. Well, we Um, talked about the first time how he, he just all but said it without saying it, Assange. Yeah. And that's why they want Assange dead. They, they they don't want they want to bring him here, but they don't want him saying anything. They want him dead. Um, I think both parties do. Well, it sounds point. like they're slowly just torturing him to death. Pretty much, yeah. So, and I don't think know, he'll ever step foot over here. No, he'll, he'll die. Well, he'll die in transit. He'll die kind of like Howard Hughes, you know, coming back yeah. on the plane and his heart just gives out. You know, um, Seth Rich, like I said, is a third rail topic. They'll 
and again, why can't you question it when again you haven't caught anybody and there's suspicious circumstances that they just it's galling. To, I, I get aggravated when people, you know, like my brother asked me, he, we were talking, he's like, why would the family not want to talk about it? I said, because maybe they've been paid, you know, maybe they've been told, hey, you saw what happened to him, let it go, grieve, don't mention it. And while you're at it, threaten to sue Tucker Carlson. <laughs> yes, or anybody else. I mean, For good measure. Yeah, well, because not only did they threaten to sue, like at one point they were, um, they went after the, the advertisers. Like at one point the advertisers were pulling from the Fox News shows because of this case. There's so just like, a bunch more lined up anyway. They don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a book I think that just came out in relation to Seth Rich and just saying, "Oh, how it ignited a scandal." I'm like, "Well, six years later, you haven't found the damn killers, and you're still insisting on this random crime by someone who worked for the DNC and seemed to be a very kind of like patriotic sort of guy, and you know, might have just been pissed off by what he was seeing, which was the DNC through people like Debbie Wasserman Schultz screwing over a Democratic candidate because he wasn't your candidate." They wanted Hillary in there, and the email showed they wanted Donald Trump in there. Pied Piper. Yeah. So speaking of Wasserman Schultz, look at this. Uh, did you know about Joe Montano or Montano? No. So he, he was replaced by her. He died the day the convention began. <laughs> Shit. I, how do you not hear about that more often? No, I, I haven't heard. You know what? They can sweep a lot of these deaths under the... I mean, when I talk about... I think I mentioned to, to, to Jack in regards to Watergate about... The Watergate burglar, James McCord, who they hid his death for years. The guy died like four years ago and it never made the news. A guy who was like a national figure. Was it suspicious death? No, he just died of natural causes, but the family just buried the death. Like I found out in a book that I'd read about Watergate a few years ago, the author somehow reached out and found out from the family. was like, oh yeah, no, you know, James died. We just, we just didn't want to publish. How do you manage to get that under the radar? This guy was like, the the reason why Watergate, you know, got why they got arrested. He's the asshole who took a piece of tape off the door, you know, that led to them getting busted and I think sabotaged the robber, you know, the burglary. And, you know, supposedly like a very hardcore Christian, but yet destroys documents in a bonfire, you know, not that long after Watergate does all this suspicious activity. And yet we get to give him anonymity. I said, no, G. Gordon Liddy dies. And you had people basically saying, good. F them, you know, and this and that. And I'm like, meanwhile, G. Gordon Liddy was probably one of the few honest people out of that entire, you know, crap show. Um, a little crazy, but honest about what he did. And yet McCord, who was like the CIA guy, retired, um, who also was the guy who worked uh, part of the Frank Olson case at one point as the Office of Security, and he gets a pass? Um, no, sorry. I'm like, no, his death should have been written up. They should have pretty much do what they always do when these guys die. Shame them. You got to watch Gaslit. <laughs> you just have yeah, no, to. I definitely do. So back to this Joe Montano guy. He was 27 and died of a heart attack. He doesn't look 27. I'm looking That's at this what picture. I thought. It looked like he's 57 at least. Yeah, actually, uh, like in one spot, I'm looking at him now, and I'm like, he looks like, what's his name? George Conway, Kellyanne Conway's husband. Oh, he sure does. That yeah. blowhard. I can't stand that guy. Ah, Victor uh-huh. Thorne. Now that guy was a has written a lot of books on the Clintons, and also I think on nine eleven too. When it, the, he covered the Benghazi deeply. Yeah, he wrote like a yeah, but he wrote yeah four books. Like he'd write books about 
the, the women, the drugs, you know, like all these things. And I think Roger Stone referenced him in his book. Um, and yeah, he wrote a book about 9-11. He's, you know, definitely like a researcher, intrepid researcher. Yeah. And then supposedly killed himself. Another gun suicide. Yep. One of the 20. Yeah, I don't know who. Yeah, it's a couple of these 20, names I have no idea. So this is are. this is the end of the line. 2016, Doctor Sandeep Sherlacker, Sherlacker, hmm. anesthesiologist. Who? Oh, special surgery June 30th on Hillary Clinton. You know anything about that? Blood um, clot. Is this when she was like passing out and shit? I haven't heard anything about well, that. Well, so she had her thing when she was Secretary of State where she had a health battle. Now, meanwhile, in 2016, you had during the 9-11 memorial when she starts like walking all jangle-legged and like has to be helped into the car. And then she, they said she had the flu and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But she was all better. Um, I, th- I mean, at one point there was I had read a couple books saying that she was like really not well. Um, I don't know if they said she had cancer, like whatever she had wasn't good, but I wouldn't be surprised if someone got killed for, she, uh, she got some, some tainted adrenochrome maybe. Probably. Sean Lucas lawyer who served papers on the DNC for election fixing found him lying on the bathroom floor. doesn't say what they said the death was, you know, anything about him? No, I haven't heard. No, that name doesn't sound familiar, but craziness too. Vincent Fleck. Hmm. Father of Clint Hillary's physical therapist. Oh, he had a dead man switch. Uh, well, I never heard about that. No, nah, I never heard that. Dead man switch. The only person I hear with dead man switch is uh, McAfee. You think he's dead? Do I think McAfee's dead? Yeah. No. Yeah, no. he's one that. So I always think Michael Jackson and McAfee. Would have yeah, been Mac, the ones Mac to take was an deaths. interesting guy. I got to see that documentary they did about him. So, but, you know, uh, you know, they've got they've done so many smear ones. I watched one on Showtime, and it just tries to make him look like a horrible person. Yeah, well, why not? Because he's eccentric. He, I'll give him yeah. that. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, I think that's about it. And I mean, it's a long list. I mean, I told you about the the one guy uh, who was uh, one of my high school classmate Sal Cincinnati I think he was 2019 and he uh, was looking into I think the Clinton Foundation and allegedly off himself and my sister who knew him was like the same grade as him was like no way not a chance you know and the Clintons always skate on it because people are like oh that's just not possible I'm like do you think we're the only country that doesn't off its enemies you know, or people who are inconvenient. Do we think we just live that? To, everyone wants to talk about how Vladimir Putin has killed thousands, you know, of journalists and dissidents and stuff like that. I said, is it possible Putin has? Probably. I said, is he as bad as, say, Stalin? Hell no. Or Hitler or any of these people? No, not even close. Did you see Jordan um, Peterson on Piers Morgan talking about that very thing? No, no. It's a good interview. Yeah, I'll check yeah, that out. It's a, uh, it's a couple. Or it was, it actually came out the day before Nord Stream Two was sabotaged, and they actually talked about it. And okay. then it happened. He's like, "Yeah, I think Putin's just going to turn the tap off right, right before winter, and then the thing blows up." So, yeah. which we definitely did. I mean, oh, we, for we sure. Do you I like mean, Jimmy Dore? I, I like some of his stuff. I've listened to some of his stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He just had Aaron Mate on there and they were talking about it. And Jimmy Dore's just flat out saying, yeah, we blew it up. And Mate's like, oh, maybe. 
He has, <laughs> you know, he's a journalist. He kind of has yeah. to toe the line. Yeah. And, and Aaron Monte has some good stuff too, but yeah, yeah. he's one of those guys who'll, who'll hedge on. So it's just like someone like Matt Taibbi. Matt Taibbi will come out with really good stuff. And then, you know, he kind of decries the nine 11 truther movement, you know, calls yeah. it I said, no, you can't. No. I said, sometimes you need to put, put your mainstream thinking cap off, do a little dive, just look into, there's just enough stuff out there to say, Hey, certain things don't add up. And when is it not a coincidence anymore? How, when is two plus two equal four and not what you just choose to see it as? And they have their blinders on uh, Greenwald does too. Glenn I was going to ask, I was going to say, what do you think of Glenn? I, I like his stuff too. I said, and, and they went after him hard about uh, when he, with the, the Hunter Biden laptop and you know, how, how he felt, there was even people who were disgusting enough to say that he was self hating because he was gay. What? That he hated himself because he was gay, and that's why his political positions were changing. And it's like that's that's, that's, that's disgusting. Yeah, and but that's the dirt. The the liberal part, the Democratic Party, is not what it once was. Whatever well, integrity they had is gone. The way they turn on black conservatives, like calling yeah. Larry Elder's the black face of white supremacy. Yeah. And they said the same thing about Winston Sears when she became lieutenant governor. Like she yes. is a white supremacist. It's like. You call a black woman that? How do you get off? Mm -hmm. She's not even American, first of all. White supremacy yeah. to her. Yeah, so, they they're talking out their ass. That's really what it comes down to. They're they're just. I don't think they can keep up with their own their own BS. So it, there's a lot of overlap, and it, there, it's just a lot of name calling, a lot of you know puerile behavior. And it got. I mean, to be honest, it got started with the Clintons. I mean, there's a lot of that that sort of ad hominem attacks on people, not attacking the question attacking the person. And, you know, like I said, Hillary, like when I've had arguments with people about Hillary Clinton, I said, Hillary Clinton got closer to being indicted for Whitewater than Bill. And when the prosecutor says she gave factually false testimony, I'm like, that's perjury. And they're like, well, it's intent. Okay, it's intent. But she gave false testimony that she knew was false. That sounds like perjury to me. I said, I think we're kind of, you know, quibbling about the small stuff. And when she did the healthcare, you know, which was her baby, you know, and trying to make a version of single payer. And when they questioned her about it, I think she said, I don't know. I can't recall. I don't remember 500 times, 500 times about something she spearheaded. Yeah. How do you not know? So, and, you know, Bill just, I think they're lawyers as lawyers. And that's not to shit on lawyers. I said, but that's how their, their way out of everything is. They try, you know, it depends what you mean by the word is really. I know it's, it's kind of like watching Bill Gates back in those, uh, monopolies. Oh yeah. you, you see when he starts doing the, when he starts, like he starts doing this, like tick where he starts like moving and he's like, eh, you know, like he can't, the most uncomfortable thing I've ever watched is Bill Gates and the, the previous event we just spoke about earlier in Connecticut with the uh, medical examiner. Right. The medical examiner speaks and has the nervous laugh. That is the most uncomfortable crap I'll ever see in my life. But Bill Gates, when he's questioned on something seriously, he gets uncomfortable like he's going to jump out of his own skin. Yeah. You know, and when questioned about Jeffrey Epstein, well, he's dead now, you know, like, Oh, that's that's by the way the topper Jeffrey Epstein. 
how do you know i mean like does he know how he looks when he says shit like that it's like he I don't has think so. no self-awareness no self-awareness but i mean epstein now 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 you want to talk about again a danny Casalaro, a bill colby you know someone whose death made a lot of people happy and you know clinton flew on his plane what 27 times or something like yeah, that like that's, a yeah. lot Epstein had a couple dozen numbers for Bill Clinton, which who has that many phone numbers? You know, that's the other question I'd ask. Um, what, what was he meeting about with Bill Clinton back in the nineties? What could Middleton have answered in terms of that? Um, anything that's come out and I got to read Whitney Webb's two books that I'm excited for. And I asked my wife, I'm like, can you please, our anniversary is like in a couple of weeks. I'm like, I want those books. That's what I want. <laughs> that's what I want. Um, and she's been over it. She's been fantastic about covering that stuff. But Epstein is a bipartisan scandal. He's someone that could bring both parties to their knees if he wanted to, but he's dead. And what's left in the wake is that Ghislaine Maxwell crap show. And I said, you know, her dad was Israeli intelligence amongst other things. And his death was suspicious. He dies only a few months after Casalaro does. Um, and Bill Barr's dad is also connected into that whole circle too. Uh, Bill Barr's dad, Donald, got Epstein his job teaching, even though oh. Epstein had no experience to teach. And Barr also wrote some sort of creepy space erotica porn book that might have even had a little bit of pedophilia. Really? I have not heard that. That seems to be a thing with certain of these people. Scooter Libby, remember Dick Cheney's guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He wrote some sort of book like that. And so did the guy who was a senator from Virginia, Webb, Jim Webb. Had written a couple books because uh, he was a Vietnam vet. And he wrote a couple books that dealt into pedophilia. Like, I think these guys kind of, I, I wish it weren't true. But after reading Franklin, I said, you know, both, both of the Franklin books and reading some of these other things. I got Kathy O'Brien's books. I got to read her books. Um, but David Icke stuff about, you know, the Brits and some, you know, and Jimmy Savile and, oh, they, they do it. They do it. And they, you know, like some of these guys like are just, re- and women are repulsive human beings and, you know, they don't get called out for it because it's, it's, you see the smoke and mirrors that are in front of the cameras and are in the headlines because a lot of them are all interconnected. All right. Well, we're getting close to midnight your time so (laughs) i want to let you go but i also just the shit we're talking about right now i'm just gonna throw a few things at you and i want you to close with this so we're bourdain we talked about last time i think he's kind of on on the list but uh i just yeah throwing that out there for the audience bourdain Mm -hmm. is on the clinton death count maybe but you're getting into epstein and all this pedophilia stuff so let's talk about Podesta, okay. The the email leaks, Pizzagate, yeah. Uh, Huma Abedin and Anthony Weiner, and just whatever you want to say about all of that. You mean uh, Carlos Danger, Anthony Weiner? Uh, Weiner is such a piece of oh my god! And that was a guy who held himself out to a high standard of integrity. Yeah. And Elephantus too. I'm sorry, I forgot to throw him in there. Yeah, and, and who was Elephantus's boyfriend at one point? David, David Brock. Brock. Yeah. yeah. Media Matters, and before then, the self, uh, self-professed self Republican hitman, you know, uh, for his books, you know, the seduction of uh, Hillary, Hillary Clinton and uh, the real Anita Hill. Um, Podesta, so I only really heard about Pizzagate probably a few years ago. 
And, but here in about like how many times in correspondence, how many times can you be talking about pizza? Yeah. You know? They talk about hot dogs, pizza, yeah. cheese, pizza is supposed to be CP. Yeah. You know? I mean, there's, the emails are one aspect of Pizzagate, and then there's the Oliphantus Pizza Parlor that got shut yeah, up. Which might have been enough to just kind of quell, every, once again, a distraction to... It was the to, QAnon of the leaked emails was Pizzagate. Yeah. Like, let's we're, just make them look crazy. Which is kind of funny when a couple people start coming out, like Michael Flynn and, you know, saying it's a PSYOP. And I'm like, could be because you take the outlandish ideas, sprinkle them in with real legitimate things, like the fact that pedophilia scandals have figured into politics and entertainment a lot and i said and only seemingly more so like just not to go off too much of a tangent but you have the stuff going on with podesta you have the stuff going on with epstein and franklin and all these other things and then you have entertainment you get your weinsteins doing you know the sexual harassment and abuse you got what's going on at disney and certain of these you know pedophiles they keep hiring uh, Nickelodeon, which seems to be embedded just with the pedophile network, the the yeah. foot logo itself. Yeah. Just... I'm I'm reading what's her name's book, Jeanette McCurdy's book right now. The, what I'm, is it? Uh, I'm glad my uh, I'm glad my mom died. It's uh, the down. girl uh, Jeanette McCurdy who was in iCarly and uh, the show with Ariana Grande, Sam and Cat, and oh my god, the shit. I mean, I haven't even gotten into Nickelodeon days, but it's just dealing with her talking about with her mom who wanted to be an actress and pushing her to the point of like drinking at an early age. And, you know, she had called out the creepy guy who used to be on the show head of the class, Dan Schneider for being a weirdo. And there's, I mean, God only knows how deep that goes. And Ariana Grande is such a weirdo too, to begin with. Yeah. She's, I think uh, she's an MK doll. Seems like. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, just the weirdness of those, of the correspondence with Podesta. Um, I heard that when I had read that when Comey reopened, you know, boldly goes out and says they're reopening the Hillary investigation right before the election, that there was guys in the NYPD who had had a hold of Wiener's laptop and said, you got to reopen this case. Like there was something in the, they felt that they weren't going, the federal investigators weren't going far enough and that whatever Wiener had might've been, Pedophile. Now, Wiener had already interacted with underage girls. That's you know? what he took the fall for, but there's definitely, yeah, yeah the laptop thing yeah. was kind of what started the whole thing. Yeah. And her, and and her emails. Knows. Yeah. And God only knows with Huma. Now, I'm going to give you a weird connection in the things. Uh, you know who Huma Bedden's with right now? Yes. The fucking uh, American sniper guy. Bradley Cooper. <laughs> yeah. And you know what Bradley Cooper, one of his first roles was? Playing Anthony Bourdain on a TV show, Kitchen Confidential. No, I did not know that. That is a hell of a what a gun. I only just thought of that. But yeah, it was, he was in oh. a show. I never saw it. It was one of those shows that was like considered canceled too soon. And it was like loosely based on Bourdain's life as like a chef in like one of these places and kind of like all the, you know, kind of funny stuff that happens. And yeah, that was Bradley Cooper's first role, I think, outside of The Wedding Crashers when he was in Wedding Crashers. Oh, yeah. And, he was like yeah. a dick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that that whole scandal, like, I think, you know, you get the guy who goes in, where are the kids? Where are the kids? Where are you keeping the kids? Shoots the place up. And I think it just distracts from the fact that there was some real pedo stuff going on. And the the Clinton Foundation, you know, there was the whole thing with Hillary Clinton and uh, the woman. Laura Silsby. 
Yeah. She's on the and, list too. I'm glad you brought her up. I skipped right over it. <laughs> and what happens to her? She basically disappears, winds up with a new name somewhere else. And Laura think, Gaylor. Yeah. And, and now she's fun. doing Amber Alert. Yeah. Which is disgusting. I mean, and, but you think how they can just basically help this person. Just That'd disappear. be like letting a pedophile out of jail and letting him become like a, a guy at Chuck E. Cheese that sweeps the floors or something. Like, yeah. why would you give her that sure. job? Yeah, no, it's not. Why oh, give access? fun fact? You know how many kids she got caught with? Was it 33? It was. Oh my god, <laughs> I know creepy. it. Yeah, that's creepy. shit. Yeah, um, when I think of it, was funny. I was thinking, I was thinking about her in terms of how like she disappeared, and I was like, you know, when some of these people are protected and they go disappear, a lot of times I want to be like, oh, this person's dead. Well, if you're connected enough and you're smart enough. I always think of the guy from the, you ever hear the Nugent Hand bank scandal in Australia? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. It was um, a bank that just popped up. So you have, you know, like your BCCIs, you had your Castle Bank, which was run by a guy, Paul Hallowell, who eventually kind of helped bankroll Disney in Florida, um, secured the land for Walt Disney. Nugent Hand was run by an Australian lawyer named Frank Nugent and a former Green Beret from the Bronx named Michael Hand. And most of their board were all military and CIA. And the bank failed right after Frank Nugent was found shot to death in his Mercedes. Uh, Bill Colby was one of the lawyers for the company. And then right afterwards, um, Michael Hand came up long enough to say the bank is insolvent. And that was it. And then like one of the first news reports on CBS ended with Michael Hand is missing and presumed dead. Until an author writing about him found him. In Montana in 2015. Just doing hella deep research, just kind of. Yeah, he was writing a book about Nugent Hand and found Michael Hand, and it was him. I saw the pictures. I'm like, that's definitely him. And the guy kind of said, no, I'm so-and-so. And he alerted him, uh, alerted Australia. Australia's like, yeah, we're not looking for him. I'm like, this guy helped, you know, run a bank into the ground that stole Australian citizens' money, but no, they're not looking for him. You know, I said, they, pro- they probably moved him over there, you know? Yeah. They- you know, it's just, it was, I mean, and eventually that bank had been involved in a lot of shady stuff, but yeah, I think of someone like that, like Laura Silsby, someone who's protected enough that they're going to run cover for, because clearly in the end, she might be too valuable, you know, to let get Epstein or whatnot. And, you know, there's still people who think Epstein's death was faked and, you know, they switched him out and. Put put Hillary Clinton's brother in there, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, people it, uh, Tony or I forget. There's the two the two brothers, Hugh and Tony. One of them. I think, them it, I think it was Tony. Yeah, and they they had gotten in trouble too. The Rodham brothers for influence stuff, uh, taking money. I think they were pardoned by, uh, or might have been up to be pardoned by Bill at one point, or actually they might have been involved in trying to sell pardons, like in and around the whole Mark Rich thing. So there was whole uh, dicey stuff there, but. Not a surprise, but yeah, with, I think with Pizzagate, there'll be, we'll get close, but I don't know if we'll ever get all the answers because shithead had to go into comic ping pong and shoot up the place. And then it became, you know, just a wacky conspiracy theory for them to say it's debunked. Even well, though it, Pizzagate uh, is now directly tied to QAnon, even though it preceded yeah. it by years. Yeah. I remember there was some woman I saw who was like a journalist who said she had been working on it and. You know, but now they just kind of, you know, like you said, it's QAnon, so it's well, tainted. 
Elephantus's Instagram pictures where he has that little girl's hands tied up and there's a girl with like holding money. You can still see those online. There's a girl holding money Mm -hmm. and it's just, he was accosted by some like truther journalists outside. And he was like, it's, it's just art. Just kind of like Podesta, Tony and uh, John Podesta's art collections. Yeah, isn't that like you'll ever Dahmer? Like they said, there was a Dahmer victim sort of like uh, replica or something in in uh, Podesta's place or something. I, saw, I haven't just, heard of that. It might have been something Cheney posted or someone okay. had week with the uh, with the Dahmer, the Netflix, yeah, the Dahmer thing. Um, and of course, Dahmer is just there's so much creepy factor there, and how you know. I mean, that's why I got to read McGowan's book. I was going to say, he's got his own chapter in there. Yeah, 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 no. Then Dahmer, I mean, at one point, I definitely believed he might have killed Adam Walsh down in Florida as opposed to uh, Henry Lee Lucas's buddy who was uh, the long accused one of doing it. But yeah, no, it's when you get to the creepiness factor of not just, you know, Bill Clinton as being a sexual predator, but whatever Hillary's involved with. And Wiener and Podesta's and Silsby and Epstein. And you get like, how much can you deny? You know, just same thing like with, with Trump and Epstein and Trump's predilections and Trump's weird comments on his own daughter, right. you know, or Biden, you know, with showering. With 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 Ashley's journal. Yeah. Ashley's journal. Even the creepy pictures with Hunter. You know, and he's like, you know, like, I mean, I've kissed my dad on the cheek. That's not kissing on the cheek. Like there's weird. No, there's weird shit. And I said, you can't be the way Hunter is without how you were raised. Right. There, There is a point when you do get a little bit of how you were raised. It's not, you know, it's environment. It's, you know, I said, don't get me wrong. His problems are his problems. But why are we letting him skate on some of that shit, too? And Cheney thinks that he might be dropping all that shit on purpose to pay his I, dad back. <laughs> I, you know what? Part of me thought like the ultimate sort of trolling would be that, you know, that he, he wants to get caught. You know, there's just a certain aspect where it's just like, screw it. But I mean, he's a piece of garbage. I mean, he slept with his brother's wife, you know, like there's just so much about Hunter Biden where it's like, eh, we're just going to let escape. But yeah, these constant, you know, the videos and, you know, yeah. What, what are the possibilities? He knew him dropping off the laptop and just being like, you know what? Screw it. Leave it there. The guy's going to have to, eventually he might just keep it. And, you know, yeah, all of a sudden Hunter Biden's the smartest one in this entire group, you know, because he's, it's the long, the long haul cry for help, you know? Yeah. And it, now he, he goes on Jimmy Kimmel and they just fluff his balls after trying to tell us that Donald, John Jr. and Eric are just two dirt bags. And it's like, yeah. yeah, but you'll talk about this guy. Like he's so brave for. It's, it never stops the, the quote unquote, you know, Excuse my language here. Even though I've already used a little bit the star fucking that's going oh, on. We could say any fucking word you want on this. <laughs> All right, with yeah, with with the Bidens, it's it's disgusting. I just saw something where the Times was trying to excuse Joe's constant lying. Oh, it's yarn spinning. It's just slight exaggeration. It's not like the other guy, you know. It's like he's lying. No, there's a difference between exaggeration and I was arrested for my civil rights stance, or <sighs> you know, I was. You know, and Corn Pop was a bad dude. Like, no, Corn Pop was a bad dude. That'll give you. The other stuff you're saying is lies. 
What about the golden leg hairs and the kids climbing up in my lap? And I learned about roaches, that whole speech. <laughs> if Trump had said that speech verbatim, oh yeah. my God. Yeah, she was uh, she was 12 and I was 30. Oh, that's you know? a recent one, right? Yeah. Or, I mean, but even the small stuff. I mean, I listen to some of these shows. I mean, I love when I can, like tomorrow I know I'll listen to OBDM because those guys are great, you know, and when they go off on a Biden rant and, you know, like uh, the one guy, Joe, will talk about, Biden with the the satchel page, the, the great American Negro. And they're like, he didn't say Negro. He said it twice. <laughs> and then they lie about it. I'm like, they're running cover because it's an illusion. And they really just hope you'll forget about it by commercial break. Trump, they want everything remembered. They keep saying Brian Sicknick was killed by insurrectionists at the Capitol, even though it didn't happen. Um, Kyle Rittenhouse killed, uh, shot black people which didn't happen. I thought that for the longest time. You know, they keep repeating it. And then, then they hope, even though it could be completely debunked. I mean, it even comes up in one of the early reports about uh, the testimony when they get, when they talk to the guy from CrowdStrike about the DNC. We have, we have no proof that it was, that it was hacked. So what are we talking about? If you're saying you have no proof it was hacked and you have guys like, Bill Binney and Ray McGovern, who were intelligence professionals, telling you there was no possible way it was hacked. And yet we're continuing to say it's hacked and that it was an act of war. What are we doing? I said, we're just walking into the line of fire. I mean, you have this whole crap with Ukraine. Ukraine, which people, I think, are under the illusion just became an issue. The issues with Ukraine go back to at least 2014. We've been playing this long game with them. And you have Zelensky, who's a pu corrupt puppet, if there ever has been one. And yet he's getting Vanity Fair spreads with his wife. Uh, he's wearing the same fatigues in like every photo. He can't be, he can't be a Nazi because he's Jewish, which that's, <laughs> that's, that's completely not true either. Um, you know, and you had the Bidens with Burisma and all this stuff. I said, what did Trump get impeached for the first time around? Had to do with the phone call with Ukraine and, well, do you remember the Victoria Newland phone call where she's talking yeah. to him? That one is just... Fuck the EU? <laughs> and they yeah. sit there and they talk about who they're going to replace the current... Not Por Was it Porochenko? I don't remember who was currently in there. I think it was Porochenko. They're, yeah, well, they're their name is Tony Bach and the, the brothers, Klitschko's. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one was the boxer, right? Was it, wasn't one Vladimir Klitschko? They, they were both boxers. One of them yeah. went further in his career, but yeah, he was like a kind of like an Arnold Schwarzenegger type of dude over there and yeah. getting into politics. It's, you hear this and then they just hope you didn't. They, they, they really hoping your attention span doesn't, well, ends right after the sentence. You know, they just kind of leave it and then be like, you know what? We're going to show you the Obamas. Okay. Why? Well, because We'll show you the Obamas. You know, like we're going to show you something. We're going to distract you. You know what? We'll go Caitlyn Jenner. We'll show you strong and brave Caitlyn Jenner. And you won't think about the politics anymore. We'll show you the Kardashians. So you won't think about politics anymore. Our life is being driven by these people who are at the very least corrupt and depraved. I mean, at the very least. Um, I don't trust the Clintons. I hate every time they come on TV. Cringe inducing how Bill is still alive is beyond me, truth be told, because I'm surprised Hillary didn't nag him to death. Um, <laughs> or that he didn't just die in bed like uh what's his name? Nelson Rockefeller, you know, cheating on his wife. Um, you know, be a way to go for Bill. But I don't think he can anymore after he had the heart uh after he had the heart surgery. But you never know. A lot of those Epstein trips happened, I think, after he had the surgery. So 
you know. Um, I'm kind of hoping something will come out, but I don't know anymore. Who's who's going to give it up, you know? And if the, the, what they'll do is someone will come out and say they have something, and they'll and end, not, end up they'll end up on the list. Yeah, they'll <laughs> end up on the list. You know, they'll wind up like uh, what's the name? They'll wind up like you know the Washington Madam Deborah Jean Palfrey, or you know they'll wind up like McAfee. You know, if if he is dead, you know, like if you say something drop it you're like literally and i don't mean drop it like drop it i mean give it to someone get it published find someone who has some scruples get it out there you know give it to hackers you know give it to someone who's gonna kind of just publish it and see what you know kind of let it gain traction i said i think there's so much on the internet now there's still enough people who want to see the truth come out that it could you know kind of what's the word i want to use crowdsource the truth Probably be the best way. It's not I gonna mean, happen. Though. They're gonna have to just take the internet away from us at some point. I I think we're close to it. I give us a, like a watered down, like Chinese version of the internet, like approved yeah. websites and whatnot. Or do it the way I mean they keep talking about like social credit and things like that. So yeah, kind of like, yeah, they'll they'll do it where we get a piecemeal. And if you know, they'll be like, Oh, you you have a habit of posting stuff that's just false or you know, misleading or this and that, and you already see it happening now, like Cheney had posted something, I think, on Instagram about something that didn't even seem that bad. And they were like, this is misinformation. I've been fact-checked left and right. I'm like, who's fact-checking this crap? You know, like who? Facebook? I said Facebook, which is an offshoot of a CIA, you know, operation. And but no. Life log. Yeah. yeah, life log. I mean, come on. I mean, only a few years removed from uh, John Poindexter and total information awareness. Um, I, you know, I... I, I sit in my wife some days. I'm like, I'm honestly, I have no words. You know, you just days where you're just like, I don't want to talk because everything pisses me off. And, but I don't want to stop, you know, looking know. into things. And that's where I'm at. Like, yeah. It's addictive. And yeah. I mean, like, God bless you for coming on to shows like Kojak and Conspiracy Playtime because. Oh, it's that's fun. I mean, this, where it I starts, mean, you get, I mean, you're a wealth of knowledge and you just, you're one of those guys that can just go. And I mean, we've been talking for four hours. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, hey, I'm, I'm, that's, I'm pretty happy with that, you know? And, uh, but yeah, no, it's, there's certain things, topics, they're in there. And, you know, we were talking about, you know, the, the more diverse topics. And I said, there's ones I want to learn about, you know? And then that's what's good with the podcast is there's ones I could hear about that I've never heard about before. And I'm like, all right, maybe I'd look into this. And others, I'm like, you know what? There's people who are good at this. I'll listen right. and go from there. And I said, and I only know so much about, you know, the Clinton. They, I'm sure there's people who know others that aren't even on that list. You know, there's right. probably ones that could be like, no, 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 this one's connected. I said, I remember that guy, the one guy who was on the list, Ruff, who was one of the uh, impeachment lawyers. And I was like, I was shocked when I heard he passed. But I was like, eh, he was in a wheelchair. I'm like, eh, you know, like you start kind of questioning. Maybe he was natural or maybe he learned something he wasn't supposed to have, you know, and then it becomes one of those things. I'm sure the Clinton body counts is prolific as the Bush body count. You know, I'm sure that's, you can find one for everybody. Obama had some deaths during his administration that were a little suspicious. One of which I think early on had to do with uh, trying to get the Olympics in Chicago. You know, it was, uh, it was a guy whose name was Michael Scott, which was funny enough because it was when <laughs> the office on. So I was like, Michael Scott, all right. But, you know, I like talking about this and it's always good to get other people's Viewpoints and like I said, your show and Jack's show, those are the first podcasts I've ever done. And I said, it's fun. I said, I was honored to be asked. So, you know, I just keep reading and I love finding new avenues of research to go down. And 
you know, every now and then you get like, like I said, here in Cheney for the first time, that was like a breath of fresh air. Someone who was kind of like talking about so many different topics, has a damn good head on her shoulders and kind of just makes you think. And I mean, definitely changed my opinion. She changed my opinion on Tom Hanks. That's for sure. Really? She did. Good. People need to be changed about him. Uh, It's like, we have this visceral reaction about Tom Hanks when we hear shit, but he has legitimate accusers who have been buried. So, I mean, that for me, I mean, one of the first with uh, uh, COVID, you know, and oh, he was the poster boy for it. And me and my wife both said the same thing. We referenced again the Simpsons. Simpsons. The government yeah. has to borrow my credibility. credibility. That's, that decided to borrow some of mine. And it's like, holy crap. And funny enough, so before COVID kicked in the high gear, speaking of predictive programming, I was reading a book called The End of October. And it was by this guy, Lawrence Wright. Lawrence Wright's a nonfiction writer for the most part, wrote The Looming Tower about 9 11, Going Clear about Scientology. The end of October is about a pandemic that starts. The book came out April 2020. I got to read it like an earlier copy and talks about a pandemic getting out of control and questions about if it's real or not. And a president like a Trump sort of president eventually kind of gets either paralyzed or killed by the vaccine in a way, um, but was like an antibody thing that he gets first. And one so it ends. And later on, one of the people who gave an early review for it was Tom Hanks. And I mentioned it a few times on Twitter. No one says anything. And I said, to me, that's predictive programming. You're probably said, shadow banned on Twitter. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I said, there's things every now and then where my wife asks, or even Facebook, she's like, I didn't see that. I said, yeah, I posted this. And she's like, I didn't see it. And I was like, all right. I said, I don't think I'm that important. You know, I said, I just post what I feel. And I said, every now and then I, I've gotten checked on some David Icke stuff. And you know, I said, he's pretty much, he'll always get you shadow banned or uh, trigger somebody. But, um, you know, I think there's information that should always try to get out there and screw the censors, you know, let's. I think that we should get as much out while we can. Yeah, because eventually that memory hole, all of it, and, you know, or, I mean, just completely take it off. I mean, there's, I mean, like I said, you, I mean, that's how you found the, that version of the Clinton body count, right? I mean, when I went on, I think DuckDuckGo, there was maybe like 20 in one of the lists. And most of it was just, oh, this has been debunked or this and that. And it mentioned it in, um, what was it? Conspiracy and Secret Societies book that I had found, or was reviewing by, uh, who was it? Brad Steiger. And I think it was the guy's wife. And the Clinton body count was like, yeah, it's a conspiracy, but it named a bunch of people. And it was like, yeah, they kind of took the, uh, uh-huh, DuckDuckGo. <laughs> so i pulled this up this is this is wikispooks you should check it out sometime oh Wik- definitely I've heard it looks of just like wikipedia they get taken down from time to time and they always come yeah. back uh, there was a good site years ago and it's kind of been retired called Namebase, and it was written by uh it was created by a guy named daniel brandt and i found it when i was in college and it named it gave like a list of books about intelligence and conspiracies and all these things and also kind of like interlock when, you know, some of these people would kind of meet up, like it was a really smart site. And I think you could find like archived versions of it, but it was like, that was my source for books. You know, that's how I found like the guy Rodney Steech with his uh, defrauding America and drugging America and, you know, just a whole list. I mean, cause I love finding new books to read, you know, like that's, that's where I'm at. I said, mob books eventually got me into deeper conspiracy books and, you know, cause 
occasional mob book would talk about JFK and of course give the version the mob did it. Um, but then you kind of expand your knowledge and you're like, okay, this is a little bit, you know, further in a deeper dive. And, you know, every now and then you'll find a book that's really a deep dive and you're like, okay, this could be what I'm looking for. And, um, you know, I feel like as much as stuff can be in here, it's like, I could always learn more, you know, there's no topic I think is final. I think there's always more, there's always going to be a bit player somewhere that might've been overlooked and, you know, there's six degrees of separation. You, you, you never know when it comes to, uh, you know, certain of these people. I mean, it's uh, endless, I think. Well, look at Tom O'Neill. I mean, how many books have been written about Charles Manson? And he just opened a whole yeah. can of worms. Yeah. Just start with the magazine, like, retrospective. 30, you know, and, yeah, and Manson, a lot of people would say, has been done to death. But, as you know, I really enjoyed his book. I thought it was a definite new perspective of things. I mean, I was already on the anti-Bugliosi, you know, feel because I felt he was very arrogant about his opinion on, he was, once again, he was like the modern version of Gerald Posner's case closed when it came to JFK. And surprisingly enough, who bought the book rights to Reclaiming History? Tom Hanks, Playtone. And then they did uh, Parkland. They did that short hour and a half movie about, you know, the Kennedy is that, because meanwhile they couldn't turn they were never going to turn Bugliosi's book into anything. Bugliosi's book, I think, eventually got remaindered very quickly because no one was going to read a 1,600-page, you know, uh, Oswald did it by himself book when really, like, his first 400 pages would have sufficed, which is as far as I got. And they did Parkland, which was just, like, the shooting and Oswald, you know, that kind of immediate aspect to it. But, yeah, and Tom Hanks like, no, Bugliosi's the authority on it. So, yeah, Tom Hanks... I think is the government mouthpiece in a lot of things. Like what does he do? He does from the earth to the moon about the moon program, never questioning anything there. And um, band of brothers, which I love, I love band of brothers, but again, how much of that hasn't been, I mean, Stephen Ambrose, the guy who wrote it, plagiar uh, made stuff up and might've even plagiarized in certain aspects. Um, what else did Tom Hanks do? We did the Pacific, which, you know, half and half there. Um, but he's been involved in a lot of, you know, pretty like much he, everything he does these days is like he's he played Disney in a movie. Yeah, recently Disney in a movie. Uh, you know, I even heard that. Uh, what was that? The Ca Captain Phillips. Yeah, yeah, yeah where he's the, the pirate. Yes, uh, movie. Yeah. Um, he was in. I loved Catch Me If You Can, but then I just read a book a year or so ago about Frank Abagnale, the one that DiCaprio played, saying that Abagnale made a lot of that stuff up. You know, it's called like the greatest hoax ever or something like that. And said that Abagnale was a inveterate liar that, you know, and because he said a lot of the places that he defrauded didn't want to embarrass himself so they wouldn't admit to it. But meanwhile, he's going on all these shows saying, oh, I did this with Pan Am and I did all this stuff. And they're like, no, he did maybe a tenth of it. And Hollywood made up the rest. And I said, oh, so you're saying that Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg, like these people lied. That I was just going to bring up Spielberg because it's always when those two team up, Hanks and Spielberg, you can get, you can know dark shit's going down. Oh God. Yeah. If you get a chance in terms of Spielberg, um, what was it? Fly by night. The one about the twilight zone crash. The one that killed the actor, Vic Morrow. And oh, the, the Landis. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, part of that is also how Spielberg escaped any blame because Spielberg was a producer on the Twilight Zone movie. What's it called? And Fly by Night. Fly by Night by uh, Steve Steve Chain C H I A I N. I I got that. That was a Trine Day book and uh, read it, reviewed it, and uh, wrote a review for them. And 
excellent book. I said it gets into a lot of the the guts of it and how they managed to skirt labor laws. You know, they they were dodging the um, the inspectors who were looking, you know, to see if kids were being used. And they did that scene at two thirty, three in the morning, using kids who they paid under the table. And you know, Spielberg most likely was aware. His producers, you know, people who worked for him, Frank Marshall and Kathleen Kennedy, knew. And afterwards, it was like, let's see how we can cover this up. And Landis might have been doing coke. You know, they were they were saying Landis was very like bipolar, just very high energy, and you know, bringing the bring the fires closer as they're shooting. Meanwhile, like Vic Morrow, you know, who'd get killed, it was Jennifer Jason Lee's dad. Oh, that's she, really I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, she, uh, she uh, she's his kid. Um, he was very concerned as they were shooting. And even one of the special effects guys who'd be indicted for manslaughter was like, this isn't good. Like we're, we're doing this too close. And they just kept doing it. You know, they just kept bringing the fires close. And the next thing you know, the helicopter uh, decapitated Moro, one of the kids and then crushed one of the other ones. And they got off. I said, you know, Hollywood, I think money, money talked. I think the studios kind of wanted to make sure that, you know, everything would be quashed and John Landis brought in celebrities every time he was bringing in, you know, Ralph Bellamy from trading places and all these guys in and, you know, as not even as character witnesses, but just people who could distract the jurors from actually like, I don't know, listening to the case, you know, once yeah. again, uh, style over substance. And, uh, that's how justice gets perverted. I said, you know, they, they paid out a little bit of money to Vic Morrow's kids and, I think the Vietnamese kids' parents got screwed. I think the only money they got was um, from the under-the-table money because they didn't know any better. You know, they thought, oh, our kids could be stars. They didn't, and they were told it wasn't dangerous. You know, and then they even blame Morrow at one point. Oh, he should, he should have been able to run better in the water. Meanwhile, like, you're dealing with the backwash from, you know, the helicopter. You know, you're trying to, in water that was just pretty high and you're dealing with explosions going off all around you like i've seen the video like they played the video during the trial and then when it goes down and yet somehow that jury saw it wasn't fit enough to to convict well they probably got paid off too i wouldn't be surprised you know people think just you know someone like john Gotti goes and gets the jury you know the jury paid off to get him a uh, acquittal but uh no i think in hollywood you know Definitely. You get someone to grease the skids and especially if people like Landis. I mean, he was already, you know, Animal House and uh, Blues Brothers and he had some credibility and Spielberg was was already the fair haired boy. I mean, he'd already done Jaws and Close Encounters and E.T. and, you know, they, they loved him and yeah, they weren't going to let that gravy train stop. Now, if it was just Duel and Sugarland Express that he had done it, <laughs> they would have let, let him probably fail. What about 1942? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, that's that should show. have been a hit. I don't know why it didn't work <laughs> out, but they said, um, well, what's his name was on? I think Belushi was in it, and Belushi was already like Belushi and Ackroyd, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. I mean, Hollywood alone would be another few hours of uh, material. Yeah. I, have you ever come across Frantic Missy? She's great. She, so she's I, you're the only interview that's gone as long as her. I actually probably going to do what I did with her. I did three episodes with her in nice. one conversation, and we yeah. get into Hanks and Isaac Cappy and just all yeah. that shit. So yeah, that she's fun. One. She's on. She's fun. Yeah. yeah. 
All right. Well, I think we should probably call it for the night. And thank you for staying up so late with me. I mean, I'm only nine quarter after nine here on the in Oregon, but uh, I'd love to have you on again at some point. I kind of space out my guests and this podcast. Uh, I'm trying to get it rolling again. It's been going for over a year and I've taken a break from it, but be good to get back out there with you get an episode out but yeah let's do like a laurel canyon or or just a mcgowan focused episode at some point sounds good well then anything you want to talk about actually uh, program to kill and i you know i you know even with watergate and the mob and stuff is it sometimes i'm willing to if a topic's something i know at least a few minutes to talk about you know or if i need to read some more i said i want to read mcgowan's book I want to finish that. Laurel Canyon, I really enjoyed, but I want to read Program to Kill and, you know, kind of see where it goes. But I said, I like where it started. So, uh, not only gets better, only gets better. And I mean, they're both just as good in their own ways, too. So I think he'd kind of been more red pilled by the time he wrote Laurel Canyon. Yeah. And and you can Mm -hmm. tell. So, all right, Phil. So, uh, I'll let you know when this drops. I'll at least have a part of it out within the next few days, next week at the very most. So right. and, uh, I'll good. stay in touch with you on Twitter. All right. Thanks again. Have a good night. All right. You as well. All right. <laughs>